Welcome everybody to week 17 of our NFL Pick'ems. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. And I'm Roger Sierra. And it has been an insane week in the NFL and we're down to the wire. It is week 17. This is the week that determines so many different things. It determines who makes it into the playoffs. It determines who gets the seedings in the draft. Everything's going to be set in stone. But first and foremost, we got to go over week 16 and the bullshit that ensued in a couple of games. But we'll talk about that here in just a moment. Um, let's just go ahead straight to the Christmas game. Uh, like you know, Thursday night or this week, we had a special Christmas game. And we were going to talk. We talked about it a little bit uh, on our Christmas episode this week. But I'm going to talk about it now. Alvin Kamara went the fuck off. New Orleans beat Minnesota 52 to 33. Alvin Kamara with six touchdowns in this game, tied for the most in any game in the NFL history. Guys, did you guys check me? You guys sent us. Uh, Roger sent the highlights of the game uh, to the to the group chat. But what were you guys thinking watching that? Watching even the highlights of the game itself. What were you guys thinking? Uh, so he should have had seven. I agree. Uh, because that Taysom Hill like five yard touchdown after Kamara already got them into the red zone where they sat out Kamara should have gone to him he got them there he should have got that touchdown he should have the record himself uh, I hate that we have this like thing where coaches always take a player out before he breaks the record or anything like that because I remember back in the day um, when Peyton was playing for the Broncos he had six or seven touchdowns I can't remember what the record is but he tied it and they took him out and set about the fourth quarter so he wouldn't break the record. Let people break the record. Like, is it the whole point to break records to be the best on the records book? Like, why are we not doing that? I don't know. Maybe in maybe in the coach's mind, he thought, yeah, I'd rather the team win a championship than one person, you know, have success. But I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if a guy's on a roll, let him stay on a roll. Don't cut his momentum. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, like Roger was saying, I, I could probably go back and name, you know, just off the top of my head, 10 different times where this has happened. You know, the player is like tied for the record. And then for whatever reason, the coach is like, hey, man, come over here. Uh, see that spot on the bench? I'm going to need you to plant your ass on it for the next uh, quarter or right. whatnot. Uh, and it's just like, I mean, why are you doing this? Obviously, this dude is you know out here playing his heart out doing the very best he can trying to break these records so he can have his name in the annals of uh nfl legends you know so but for whatever reason we want to sit him i don't get it i'm i'm if i had to venture a guess and again i'm guessing I would probably say, you know what, we need you to be as healthy as you possibly can and for the playoffs, and that's fine, but, I mean, you do realize that this is only week 16. Let the man get his record. Let the man do the best he can with what he has right now because he was just tearing up Minnesota's defense. Minnesota had zero run defense whatsoever. Like the if thing you were going to stop him, stop him after week 17. Let him cool out week 17. Week 17, hey, we're already in the playoffs we're good. Have a seat. You know. Like the thing is, he he scored a touchdown afterwards, like for, after that Taysom Hill one. So it was not like they set him out. They still played him. So it didn't make any sense at all to me. 
Right. I mean, I really don't. I mean, I mean, and let's be honest. At the end of the day, does does Alvin Kamara really care? At the end of the day, I mean, he's just happy that the team won and they're you know they're eleven you know they're eleven and four heading into week seventeen. You know, so who knows? But I mean, I want to be the guy in the book that people chase after. Yep. Right. Right. And that's understandable. And the very next game, and you talk about another. Whew, Poor Detroit, man. I, I don't. Poor I, I, Detroit, really? I mean, I mean, <laughs> poor Detroit. I mean, look. Oh, poor Lions. Poor, poor Lions. The Lions again. Forty-seven to seven for real. The Bron. The, the, I'm sorry, not the Broncos. I'm sorry. We, we knew that wasn't going to happen. Uh, no. <laughs> the damn Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the shit out of the Detroit Lions, forty-seven to seven. I God, mean, but man, is that, that really a surprise? It's not a surprise. It's not a surprise that they lost. It's a surprise how badly they got beat down. I mean, hell, I mean, the surprise this is, is Blake Gabbert threw two touchdowns, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the surprise. The Buccaneers did clinch a playoff berth for the first time since 2007, which means even if they lose this week's game, they are still in the playoffs. So, congratulations to them. Tom Brady made it back to the playoffs, and Bill Belichick didn't, but that's for a different discussion for a different time. Uh, yeah, this game was just atrocious. Let's just move on, because we all know. We all, I mean, yeah, we all picked the Bucks to win, obviously, but damn, I wasn't expecting it to be 47-7. I mean, shit. Are you sure? Are you sure? I wasn't expecting it to be that lopsided, but, you know. <laughs> uh, another game that took place on Saturday, the San Francisco 49ers beating the Arizona Cardinals 20 to 14. Uh, man, I told y'all. I told y'all. Fucking no. Fucking Kyler Murray burnt me again. <laughs> fucking Kyler Murray burnt me again. What did I say when I was making this pick? You said that you were going to try. He were... <laughs> yeah, but the real reason is because George Kittle came back in. We know that's the reason why. Yeah, Kittle's a beast, dude. You can't no, really. Their third string quarterback threw three touchdowns on them. Like, what the well, hell was that? Who was their third string quarterback? CJ Barrett. CJ Bethard. Yeah. Okay. And they just signed former Arizona Cardinals uh, first round draft pick, uh, Josh Rose. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, dude, I've seen that thing. Well, I don't know if it was Chip or you that sent it in the in the group text. He said he was a Buccaneers quarterback who had a picture of him as the Miami Dolphins quarterback as he was gearing up to play for the San Francisco 49ers against the team that dr originally drafted him. I'm thinking, like four years ago. Like no, it was two and a half years ago. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's crazy. It, yeah, he's so bad. But the thing is, he's getting maybe paid. He's, maybe, maybe if he wasn't such a dick in college, maybe people would like him more. I don't know. Hey, he's just trash. He sucks. Yeah. I don't see yeah. how he was a high draft pick. He didn't have a good record in college. He had a subpar record when he was, when he played at UCLA. Uh, I mean, his record was better than Daniel Jones. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But then again, no one's saying Daniel, well, nobody but Roger is saying Daniel Jones is, Jones is going to be a top five quarterback in the next five years. But you know, uh, it'll happen. I'm telling you. All right, happen. all right. I'm gonna hold you to it's it. But no, um, <laughs> but no, um, and then let me get to it. The Saturday nighter. <sighs> fuck you, Raiders. Miami won the game. Damn, fuck you, John Gruden. Now look, I'm gonna say See this. what happens when you actually played the good quarterback. Oh man, let me. Oh, oh, well, hang on because <laughs> hang on. I'm not disputing. 
I am not disputing whatsoever. I don't give a damn if it was Fitz Magic or two of me. It don't make a damn the team once. That's all I care about. But let me break this one thing down, okay? This game was really, really tight the whole game. It was like 16 to 16. You know, everything was going good. That bullshit-ass, boogered-ass pass interference call that they threw on Byron Jones was bullshit. I will say it right now. It was bullshit. No. He was, was looking. Yeah, no. it's because he was looking back at the ball. He was going for the ball. He didn't grab a jersey. He didn't put his hand on the face mask. He wasn't trying to cover the receiver up with his arm to blockade him. He was going for the ball. That was what his assignment was. Go for the ball, looking back at the ball, not even paying attention to the receiver, and made the block, made the interference. Oh, that's pass interference. You breathed on him too hard. You farted in his direction. Fuck you, referees. But no. And then they got down to like whatever it was like like the, the seven or the eight or whatever. Josh Jacobs ran just enough to get him right there, and then they kicked the field goal. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, you motherfuckers, you motherfucking piece of shit. Like I'm I'm ready to fucking throw you know a puppy against the ceiling. You know, like I'm that pissed off. So you know the, they they do the kickoff, they do the ball. You know, it's all good. And then Fitz Magic with the fucking play of the year. Throws the ball up blindly after getting face masked, damn near getting his head ripped off. Makes the catch, runs, they get the penalty, goes up, and then with one second left, Sanders kicks the field goal. And I'm thinking, whoo, by the skin of your ass, you won that game. So, yeah, I was, I was angry and then happy within like, like a minute and a half apart from each other because I was watching the highlights of it. I know, I said the same thing. <laughs> You know, so, uh, so biggest right. takeaway, well, biggest takeaway is that Fitzpatrick should always be the starter. Yes, I agree with that. Uh, Fitzpatrick he did not. He did not get sacked at all. And to uh, I mean, he's not ready to be a starter. We're, we're being honest here. No, no, no. no, no let's, I, let's I agree. Rewind. Let's go ahead and rewind the uh, the pass interference call. That was correct. That has happened. In more games than I care to even suggest that I know. Yeah. Um, but the pass interference call, if you're going after the receiver, that's pass interference. If you interfere with the receiver catching the football by by physical contact, that is pass interference. But if you don't have any physical contact with the, with the wide receiver whatsoever and you prevent the ball from touching the receiver, that's not pass interference. I mean, maybe, that, maybe you got looked at it from a different how, angle. How than many yards downfield were they? Huh? Say that again. How many how many yards downfield were they? Oh, they were a good 50, 60 yards downfield. That's why. Because it was incidental contact? Yes. <sighs> yeah, it was a legit call. Uh, I mean, I've seen it a hundred times against uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Incidental pass interference, that, and they'll call it every time when you're that far down the field. Yeah, and because we're so close to the playoffs, every every little bitty nook and crane is getting checked off the list, and every single, you know, you breathe the wrong direction, flag. You know, like, I mean, they're very strict when it comes to this time of the year. But hope prevailed. You know, I'm still smoking the hopium, so yay. It happened. Got to win one more game to get into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, win and we're in. That's the way it works. So, let's go on to the the next game. Um, I think these are the start of the Sunday games. The Chargers and the Broncos. Yeah, Broncos. Nah. Sorry, Raj. L.A. wins. Oh, thank you. That felt good. Uh, 19-16. to 16. Justin Hubert. 
26 I'm sorry, 28 touchdown passes this season, and that is an NFL rookie record. So shout yeah, out to man. Justin Hubert. I mean, yeah, yeah, Burroughs already had that. Say what now? Burroughs would have would have already had that. Well, woulda, shoulda, coulda, but Justin Hubert's the one that's doing it, you know. That's because I mean, he's not broken. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, you can't I mean <laughs> What do you want Justin Hubert to do? You know what? I'm just going to sit out till Burrow comes back. Fuck that shit. Let him play. Shit. He's been doing I mean, his thing, you know? I mean, I'm not saying he's not playing good. I'm just saying, like, that's the only reason he has that record right now because Burrow's yeah, and the only reason, and, yeah, and, and the only reason why Michael Jordan's better than LeBron's because they didn't play at the same time. Come on, dude. Let's be honest with each other. Let me. That's not in a comparable analogy at all. Those are two different things. But what I'm saying is, you can't get, <laughs> you can't sit there and say, oh, well, the only reason why he ain't, he, he, he you know, Burrow would have already done this. Okay, but he didn't. So let's give Hubert some credit. Shit. Look, I know he's a charger, and I know you don't like anybody in the AFC West, but damn, give him some love. Damn. First of all, I said, first of all, I like the Chiefs yeah. players a lot. And second of all, I said, hey, he's doing good, but he wouldn't have had it. Don't, like just first. no but. Don't put a butt to it. Just give the man his love and let's move on. Damn. Just like damn, Byron is riled up. He's, mad he's just mad because he, he had to admit that Byron Jones didn't do pass interference. No, I didn't admit shit. <laughs> I didn't admit shit. I, I just watched the play, and he didn't turn his head until he was already hitting him. Oh, dude. No, I'm not, I'm not, we're not having a discussion. We're not doing it. So, barring, barring this. But, I mean, it, I, I'm not surprised the Broncos won. Drew Locke is terrible. Like, I have hope every now and then, but then I'm like, oh, he's so bad. So what do you guys do in the draft then? Do you go after a proven commodity at quarterback, or do you pick one up in the draft? What do you do? Um, I mean, at this point, I'm ready to pick up Dwayne Haskins. Do you think that'd be a good fit in your system? Uh, With speed, and I mean, we have decent running backs. I mean, all our injuries and... Everything else in general, I can't say what like would be better. Like if we had Courtney Sutton, what would we be doing better? Maybe if we had Drew, uh, Drew, if we had uh, Von Miller, what would we be doing better? Probably. I don't know anything. Like I can't say. We're not allowed to say you know stuff like but you know. Really <laughs> <not here>. <laughs> <laughs> you got jokes now. Okay, fuck yeah, it asshole. No, no I, Drew Locke, I think he his issue is he's trying so hard to prove to Elway that he should be a franchise quarterback, and he's not playing a good game because of it. I think, like, he's forcing it instead of letting the game come to him. Like, I, I can see glimpses where he's good, and then I'm like, oh, let's get him out of here. Put, bring, in, bring in third string quarterback, whoever that was again. Right. But um, to be honest, like in offseason, yeah, maybe we pick somebody off to maybe we get Cam Newton because he ain't gonna be at Patriots anymore. No, he ain't, dude. No, they're gonna they're gonna let Cam go. I think they're gonna pick up uh, Drew Haskins. Yeah, I think they're gonna pick up Haskins because he's young, so Belichick can mold him. Yeah, that or maybe they move up in the draft, or or maybe we don't. Yeah, we, maybe we move to the draft. I want to get that guy from San Diego State. Okay. I know what you're talking about. I mean, at this point, what does it matter? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Right? Right. What what does it matter? Right now, uh, Roger, the Broncos are picking at 10. So we can get a decent quarterback. 10's a nice little spot. The Patriots are picking at 14. So, yeah. I mean, hell, I mean, Aaron Rodgers got picked at 22 overall. Yeah, but he should have been picked 
first, to be honest. You, you are, I mean, in hindsight, yeah, you are correct. He should have been picked first, but I mean, Tom Brady got picked in the seventh round. There you go. Yeah. There you go. All right, so we're going to jump from that game to a game that I think shocked all of us in some respects. The fucking, <clears throat> fuck the Jets. The New York Jets beat the fucking Cleveland Browns 23-16. to Cleveland, they're in trouble. <laughs> they are really in trouble because for them to make the playoffs, a lot has to happen. Um, but let's just go over the game real quick. What would they you just have what, to win the next game. Yeah, they just got to win. Yeah, they have to just beat the Steelers and win the division. We talked about this. No, if they know that they would be tied. If the Steelers win, yeah, they have the tiebreaker. Remember, we talked about the Steelers this. have the tiebreaker. Yeah, so the Steelers would the Steelers would it would it would only make anyway. So the Jets have already won their second game, which obviously yes. they, they're not going to be in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. <laughs> so you know. Obviously, they might still be in Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. If Jacksonville don't decide to pick up decides to, to not pick up a, a third young quarterback. I mean, yeah, I don't see I don't think they would at this point. I mean, you wouldn't think so, but I mean it is the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, who knows what they're gonna do. Tony Khan's still still worried about, you know, AEW at this point and worrying about running helping his daddy run his football team. Well, see, um, that does all that work. Say what now? His dad does all that work. That's why they're bobbing. <laughs> right? But, yeah, but this this upcoming week is going to be a very, very interesting week for the Cleveland Browns uh, because there's five teams in contention uh, for playoff berth right now. Um, and, I mean, because you've got the Tennessee Titans, the Indianapolis Colts, the Ravens, the Browns, and the Miami Dolphins all sitting at 10-5, and five, and one of these teams ain't going to make it. So we will certainly see what happens. Um... So we're going to jump from there to the next game. The Baltimore Ravens and team sitting at 10 and 5, um, beating down the New York Giants 27 13 in a game that was pretty pedestrian. Jay Dobbins uh, had a rushing touchdown in five straight games. That is a Baltimore Ravens rookie record, uh, being Jamal Lewis's record. And uh, this game was kind of, you know, yeah, it, it was what it was. It was just the Ravens handling business. I mean,. They won an easy game, <laughs> like a game they should have won. I mean, but then again, this was the week of games should have been won and they weren't won. So, right. Uh, I mean, nothing really stood out to me in this game, to be nothing. honest. I mean, yeah. Ba- I mean, Baltimore hasn't really been. I mean, yeah. I mean, you you were impressive against a five and ten team. Whoopee. You know, you, you're not the threat that you were last year. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like Roger said, nothing, nothing really stuck out. I mean, the the Ravens did what they were supposed to do. Uh, I mean, it, it would have been more impressive if they would have lost, actually. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So the next game is the Cincinnati Bengals. For some reason, every all the bad teams start playing good the last weeks of the of the year. It's insane. The fucking Cincinnati Bengals beat the Houston Texans thirty-seven to thirty-one. That is, uh, I mean, Chip, our resident Houston Texan, could you like kind of elaborate? Like, I me, mean, obviously, you watched this game. How, what were your feelings about the game as it was? Progressing? I mean, I wasn't surprised, um, but at the same time, I was kind of disappointed. Uh, it seems like the last couple of weeks, um, for whatever reason, the Texans 
are like on this huge comeback and then it's like last minute they fumble or something and it's just it's crazy um you th- they definitely had the chance they definitely had the chance to win this game um and then it was just like out of nowhere uh Deshaun Watson fumbles the ball and Cincinnati picks it up and kicks a field goal so right yeah I don't um, know go and ahead last- I know you want to touch on the what JJ said after the game Oh man, I mean, uh, that motherfucker what, what's to, suit up. <laughs> I was gonna say, what's there to say? Uh, he's pissed off. Uh, the team's playing horribly. Um, there's still a bunch of the the quote unquote Bill O'Brien guys that are there. That I mean, they're just there to collect money. They're not there to play the game. Um, and he's calling people out left and right. And I mean. This is also why I don't believe that he'll be suiting up in a Houston uniform next season. If he does, I will be shocked. Um, I 100% believe that he will be suiting up in a Pittsburgh Steeler uniform right alongside his brothers, TJ and Derek. You know what? That would be an interesting dynamic to have JJ on that team. I think it would be, I mean, it would bring new life into the Steelers and new life into him, I think. Um, the, but on the flip side of that, if you are a Houston native, Houston Texans fan, I mean, can you think of anybody who is, and we talked about it when we did our AFC, uh, greatest players for each team, uh, uh, episode, we need to do a follow-up NFC edition, or maybe we redo the AFC and have Roger on. uh, We need to do one for after the season. We need to do one for like each team. Who was the best player this season? Currently, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, Yeah. as well. Um, we can do that during the Super Bowl recap if you guys want to. But the thing about it is, is that when you think Houston Texans, you think of JJ Watt. You know, you don't think. I think Andre Johnson. Yeah, you would think Andre Johnson, but Andre Johnson. For and believe me, I'm a huge fan of Andre Johnson. You know, the U all the way. But at the same time, JJ Watt. (laughs) means more to that city because it isn't just a it's not just a football thing with jj i mean that that entire city loves jj white you know so that's going to be kind of like the girl that you love and you know she's going to break up with you and that's that that it, it rips your heart out in a sense you know what i mean yeah, that's definitely what's fixing to happen. Yeah. I, that, I, that part I, was really in my way autobiographical. I'm just saying. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I just feel it in my bones. JJ's not going to be with the team next year, and that sucks because I'm a huge JJ fan. But uh, if he goes to the Steelers, I'll be okay with that because at least at that point, I feel like he has a better shot of getting a ring. Exactly. Which he wholeheartedly deserves. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent, he does. Um, yep. The next Roger, you got anything? Yeah, go ahead, Roger. Uh, I actually chose the Texans to win this game. Uh, I had hope in them. I saw, like, I mean, pretty much like Chip said, they they had the game. They were coming from behind, and then that one turnover pretty much was all it was. Uh, but yeah, JJ, like, I understand him doing so much for the team and the community and everything but at what point do you have to be selfish for your career you know what i'm saying like yeah i i hope he leads to a better team that has a better chance of winning a title if he does go to the steelers that'd be awesome for him to win a title with his brothers maybe but i mean 
I'd rather him go to the Broncos be with Von Miller than Homsay. You know, that's what I say. Right. But yo, know, it's it's yeah. If, if nobody's seen what like if you haven't seen yet what JJ said, you need to look it up because that man spoke some truth, <laughs> like real truth. Um, I feel bad for him because he has given most of his best years to this team, and, and this year he just pretty much shows that the team wasn't looking out for the players. Well, Bill O'Brien was looking out for the players. Right. Uh, he was looking out for himself and trying to make himself look good so he could keep getting paid. But uh, I just feel really sorry for him. Here's here, here's here's a, here's a thought that I just had, and you guys be honest with me what you think. He is a Wisconsin kid, so yeah. would is there an inkling of a possibility? That he would want to go and play in his hometown or home state of Green of uh, Wisconsin and play in Green Bay. Uh, no. He he has already stated that the only other two teams that he wants to play for, other than the Texans, would be the uh, Chicago Bears, so he could suit up alongside Khalil Mack, uh, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, so he could suit up alongside his brothers. Chances are that the Pittsburgh Steelers thing is probably the one that's probably going to be most beneficial to him, you know, because then they can then and then the Watts brothers will <laughs> pretty much run that Steelers locker room, along with you know the, the great heritage of defensive players that have came through there. Um, I'm sure JJ would love to add his name to that mix. Um, so we go from that game to another freaking blowout, man. The Chicago Bears at four, at eight and seven beat the Jacksonville Jaguars because of course. 41 to 17. And the Bears are sitting at the seventh seed of the NFC right now. Um, all they got to do is just win their game this upcoming week. And uh, that's going to be a daunting task, but we'll get to that here in a little bit. But yeah, man, Jacksonville pretty much done solidified. Yeah, we're the worst team in the league. We're fixing to get this. We're fixing to get this first, first round pick. Um, like what we said earlier, I mean, yeah, you got a bunch of young quarterbacks. I mean, we talked about it last week too, you know, about. Should they take an offensive line? Should, are the Bears starting to come back around? I know I jumped from Jacksonville to Chicago really quickly, and I apologize for that. But <laughs> the ADHD kicked in on me. Please forgive me. But does the Chicago Bears right now, do they have a legitimate shot to make the playoffs per if they can beat Green Bay this upcoming week? Because it seems like Chicago's on this roll. They have a little bit of momentum. They've scored 30 points in four straight games. It's the first time they've done that since the 60s. Do you see a scenario in Ch- where Chicago would beat Green Bay and possibly earn their way into the playoff? Kind of like a if you win, you're in kind of scenario. No. No. <laughs> okay, moving on. I mean, on. it's simple as that. Did you see what? No, no, no. Okay, I know we're not to that game yet, but did you see what Green Bay did to Tennessee? <laughs> and Tennessee is a lot better. In Chicago, yeah, yeah. So, no, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, but look, but I'm just saying. I mean, good teams have fallen before. I mean, no, you're the right. Almighty undefeated New England Patriots lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, it's that but we know who that better team won that game. So, it's, it's the better game. defense won that game. The better team, because hey, guess what? The offense had to score. That is true. The offense had to get there. Yeah, yep. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, Plaxico did his thing. He did. He actually holding his foot. He did his thing. No <laughs> cheddar bumpers. No cheddar. <laughs> Should have had a twisted T. But anyway, 
So, the next game actually shocked me for a different reason. The Kansas City Chiefs beat the Atlanta Falcons. But the Kansas City Chiefs didn't beat the Atlanta Falcons by like 45 to 0 or some crazy shit. They barely won 17 to 14. What the um, hell? They like they got the victory. Cool, but the they only got they only got 17 on the Falcons? And the Falcon the Falcons held them to 17 points? What happened? I mean, well, Roger and I have been saying this um pretty much the whole season. The Chiefs aren't blowing anybody out of the water. I mean, not not the first just blowout. You know, they're winning by seven points or less most games. Right. The so. biggest win they had, the two biggest wins they've had were against the Broncos, 43-16, to and Jets, 35-9. to Other than that, everything's been within a touchdown, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I mean, against the Texans, it was two scores. The Ravens, two scores. The Patriots, two scores. And everybody else with, within a score. They lost to the Raiders. The Raiders almost beat them again, technically. So. Yeah, but, but but let me ask this question. And, and it, it might be a redundant question, and you don't have to answer if you don't want to. But doesn't – shut up. But, <laughs> but, but, but but here's what I'm saying, though. Like, no, I mean, ahead, is, it, is, is it a sign of weakness? I mean, it's because it, – here, and here's what I'm asking. It's like – Every other team that like wins close games, you know, like you're expected to win, like you're expected to beat the Atlanta Falcons by so much, you know, you're expected to beat a certain team by so much. But when you don't beat that team, I mean, that was the, I mean, you should win by that much. But when he plays, when they play teams like New Orleans and Miami and the Raiders and all them, like it doesn't make the team look bad. It makes the team look competitive because, I mean, when you get to this level, everybody's, you know, playing at a high level. So, is it? Have we been spoiled by Patrick Mahomes and this offense? Have we been spoiled by the fact that this team can score X amount of points per game, and then when they don't do it, we're like, "Oh man, they're slipping." You know, have we been spoiled um, by the Kansas City Chiefs? Um, I mean, if you go back and look at what they were doing last season and compare that to this season. When they basically have the exact same team, you know, they didn't lose any key pieces or anything like that. They added a dynamic running back. They should be still blowing people out of the water like they were last year. And um, for whatever a, reason, they're not. Yeah, well, Clyde Edwards didn't play this game. Uh, but I don't know. They're going to the passing game. They're going pass heavy a lot more this season than they did last season. Well, well, mostly this game. Uh, Patrick Mahomes threw for 44. Uh, only got 24, so he wasn't really accurate. Uh, I don't know. Their running backs weren't too good because I mean, Clyde Edwards didn't play, so they had Darrell Williams and Le'Veon Bell. Uh, that might have been really the issue because Clyde Edwards is good at running and catching for them. He opens up lanes for everybody else, pretty much. Uh, he's always Patrick Mahomes' checkout guy, but, I mean, they play sloppy, to be honest, and they only won because uh, Yonko Ku missed a like 39-yard field goal. And that right. was his only field goal, which I was so surprised that he missed it because, I mean, he's been pretty great this season. But no. Yeah. Uh, that was only his second uh, miss all season? Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, that was the time where he missed, like, to be honest. But, um, really, like, my takeaway from this game is that um, 
it really shows how um, vulnerable the Chiefs really are when Patrick Mahomes isn't Patrick Mahomes. If you understand what I mean, like he threw for twenty four, yeah, uh, twenty four completions for two hundred two seventy eight, but he also threw an interception. He didn't run really well either. He was contained at least for the most part. Uh, like we we've been saying it all year, there they there is a defense out there that's going to beat them, and when they do, it's not really going to be a shock. Um, who, as of right now, what is the playoff picture as of right now for their lineup for their side? I mean, uh, AFC uh, Kansas City has the bye. Then you got. Uh, Cleveland playing Buffalo, Baltimore playing Pittsburgh, and Miami playing Tennessee right now. I can see literally any of those teams pretty much beat them. Any of those six teams? Yeah, any of those six teams beating them? Yeah. I mean, I can definitely see Buffalo, Pittsburgh, uh, Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, Miami almost did this year. Yeah. I mean, those defenses are going to really be a problem. The Steelers' defense is definitely going to be a problem for them. Yeah, um, they got, defense for the past three weeks hasn't been looking that good. Um, the defense <laughs> has been looking okay. Yeah, it's the, the offense, offense hasn't been looking good. <laughs> I mean, they've got Defensive Player of the Year TJ Watt on their team right now, and I know they hadn't handed out any awards yet, but that we, man is it's a Player of the Year. We will, yeah. we will, we will agree to disagree for right now. Um. But let's move on but, to speaking of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm sorry, Raj, go ahead. No, last thing I was going to say is that um, the big thing from this game is Travis Kelsey beat George Kittle's record for most receiving yards by a tight end this season. Yeah. Um, I don't know how he hadn't had it before, as dynamic as he is to begin with. Uh, and weird because we looked earlier in the year, and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are pretty much sharing almost 50% of receptions for that team back and forth between each other. Um, and he still got that many yards, like, what was it, 1476 or something like that? Uh, Travis Kelsey has uh, 1,416. Yeah, 1,426, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing that he's got that many yards. I mean, as much as Tyreek Hill has been getting the ball and how much as he's getting getting the ball, I mean, he's making plays. Um, I've been saying it for, like, the last four or five seasons. I think he's the best um, tight end. I've think he's better than Gronk um only thing is that Gronk is just bigger so when Gronk was dynamic back in his day he was just a bigger guy but Travis Kelsey to me is just a better overall player blocking receiving route running in general so congratulations to him for getting that at least would you okay so right now you have you have this person in their prime for the next five years you taking Travis Kelsey or you taking George Kittle Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey was only injured his rookie season, and that was an injury he got before he technically started playing that he agitated. George Kittle had a really major injury already in his professional play. Okie dokie. So we go from this game to a game that was actually played pretty good. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Indianapolis Colts. Pittsburgh pulled out the victory 28-24. Steelers have officially clinched the AFC North for the first time since 2017. So, did you guys... Uh, I mean, this game was kind of back and forth. Like, it was at a point where you really didn't know who was going to win this game. No, not really. Uh, I mean, I agree with you. Like, you really didn't know who was going to win at this point. Um, 
except for the fourth quarter because Indianapolis didn't score in the fourth quarter at all. Nope. Um, they got the early lead, and Pittsburgh had to play from behind. Um, but kudos to Big Ben for actually playing a playing a classic Big Ben game. 34 for 49 passing, 342 yards, then three touchdowns. Only sacked one time. Showed a lot of tenacity, man, in that game. He but really the did. big, the big, the big thing here is that defense. They sacked Philip Rivers five times this game. Yeah, they did. Philip Rivers was barely touched this season. Yep. T.J. Watt got him two sacks, uh-huh. adding to his uh, amazing season. claim for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, Avery Williamson got one on him. Cameron Hayward, who's actually very like Cameron Hayward, is such an underrated player. He now, really is. TJ Watt is getting a lot of that uh, shine on him, but Cameron Hayward, like he's so good, he's just so good. Uh, and I think those two together is such a dynamic. I think that they're both the true engine for that defense because they're always consistently getting there. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, I'm sorry, man. I, I wish you guys wouldn't have gave him up, like, but. I mean, you guys are doing good over there in Miami without him, but he's doing so good here in Phil- and, uh, Pittsburgh, I mean. that That's what I'm yeah. saying, man. I mean, like, I really, really wish Mika could have stayed with us, but you know what? Circumstances being what it was, you know what? At the time, Miami was a shitty team, and I don't blame Mika for wanting to go, and I don't blame them for getting rid of him. Like, he's done a damn good job in Pittsburgh. Like, he really has. Yeah. Hey, do you guys want to hear something crazy right now? What's that? What? There are three – Pittsburgh defensive players in the running for defensive player of the year. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm not surprised who either. Is TJ Watt, uh, who else? Who was the two? Cameron Hayward and Minka Fitzpatrick. Oh, the three guys. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Are those the only three names that they're showing? Or who, who else is considered in that conversation? Uh, so it's TJ Watt, Aaron Donald, Xavier Howard, Miles Garrett, Khalil Mack, Cameron Hayward, Jalen Ramsey, Minka Fitzpatrick. DeForest Buckner and Jahir uh, Alexander. Okay, yeah. Jalen Ramsey's up there, though. Yep. He's he's he's, 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 he's been having a quiet uh, year, dude. He really is. He's been having a quiet year. Yeah. uh, Like I was saying, the current odds-on favorite is TJ Watt, and the runner-up as of today is Aaron Donald. Yeah. Aaron Donald finally had to pick it up, but I mean, the Rams' defense has really been suspect, though. Yeah. Yeah. So Xavier Howard doesn't even have any first place votes for defensive player of the year right now. He's in third place right now. Yeah. yeah so he's got some, but I yeah. mean, TJ Watt. He's still young though. He's got plenty. Of, he's got plenty of years ahead of him. He's still oh, yeah. young. So yeah, you know. But he's. I mean, but, I mean, he's he's going to be captain of this defense for a very long time. It's his defense at this point. Oh, for know. sure. He's been. But TJ Watt. TJ Watt's having one of those special years. Yeah. 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 Um, X has been. X is definitely. He's. He, he's going. He's in my opinion. He's the best defensive player that we have right now and that's including Shaq Lawson, and Byron Jones all of them. Um Oh yeah. Um yeah, I mean, there's no argument there. <laughs> and my my only my 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 hope and my prayer is that Miami puts a team around him defensively and Brian Flores comes up with great schemes that can get him a championship, at least win Miami a championship before he decides, you know what, I'm going to go get my money somewhere else and he ends up going to like fucking new england or fucking you know someplace where he's you know probably going to be in a better position financially and possibly you know think you know football wise and hopefully we can make that happen this year you know god's plan knock on wood yeah uh 
Xavier Howard is the uh, interceptions leader for the entire NFL right now with uh, nine interceptions. Yeah. And TJ Watt is leading the NFL in sacks with 15. I'll tell you what, man, the AFC is no joke when it comes to defensive players, dude. Yeah, no and he has, uh, he has 26 tackles for loss, uh, which he's also the leader of that. And the next closest only has 19 tackles for loss. Right. So. He's got is that Watt gene, man. We talked about it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that Watt gene. Like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> no. So let's move on from there to the very next game. The Carolina Panthers decided to show up and play a game this week. Um, they played against the Washington football team and won twenty to thirteen. Um, God, yeah, man. That this was but just the thing cool. is, thing is, they won by a touchdown, but Dwayne Haskins turned the ball over three times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and, then, and then subsequently got released from the team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, I don't like. It's hard for me to like. I, I've got a thought, but I was trying to like trying to word it where it doesn't sound horrible. But it's Dwayne Haskins' fault. Oh, it's it's one hundred percent his fault. He um, what is it? Twice he's broke COVID protocol. Um, he's just not, not caring really. It's, um, he, like, does, he thinks he's the first round, pick, the first pick. And he's going to just be able to coast by and everything. Nah, bro, you got to work. Right. Uh, <laughs> Booger, <laughs> go ahead. Jeff, I'm sorry. I was just say, I, I seen an interview with Booger McFarlane and he was just basically saying, look, Hey, it, it's his fault. He needs to grow up and, uh, learn some responsibilities. Like we got these young kids out here that they're not they're they're getting played to play a game and they're out here thinking that that's all it is is a game but it's it's truly a business and they're not acting like that yeah almost like booger mcfarland was kind of um repeating what jj watt had said in, in his in his uh post game oh god interview yeah, yeah. Again, ladies and gentlemen, go back and check out the T, the uh, the JJ Watt uh, uh, in game presser. That game that was whew, that was they motherfucker made me want to suit up, and I ain't played football since fucking high school. So you know, but yeah, that was. I mean, that was pretty much it. I mean, but but that being said, Washington, even at six and nine, they are still the fourth seed in the playoffs. They are still the first. They are, they still are the first place in the NFC least, so we will see what happens this upcoming week. Next game: Seattle Seahawks, LA Rams. Seahawks won this one twenty to nine. Seahawks clinched the NFC West title. Um, so yeah, this is a <laughs> it's a. I think the Rams. I believe the Rams are officially out of the playoffs, so they might be a wild card. Let me go back to the playoff. Let me, yeah, go, let me go back to my playoff picture. I'm pretty uh, sure yeah, Rams are, yeah, the Rams are at the sixth seed. I apologize. Rams are at yeah. the sixth seed right now, which means that if the playoff was to start, they would be playing against the Seahawks again. So Yes, there you but go. unfortunately, um, they just placed Cooper Cup on the uh, COVID-19 reserve list. And Jared Goff had uh, season-ending thumb surgery. Yeah, so, did you guys see that? Like when he hit his the helmet, um, he was on a throw. I can't remember what player it was, but like 
he had that weird one that Drew Brees did where his like thumb hit the helmet on the follow through. Oh my gosh, it was so nasty. When I saw yeah. Anything, yeah, anything like terrible. that. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, oh, I feel bad for them because I mean, at this rate, no Jared Goff and no Cooper Cup. I don't see you guys winning. <laughs> yeah. Which which LA is known more for their defense anyway. Um, yeah, we say but, that, but then Jared Goff, Cooper Cup, and uh, Robert Woods be burning people. Right. I mean, yeah. Now, I mean, um, but I mean, but they've always been known. You know, the Jalen Ramseys, the Aaron Donalds. You know, players like that. That's what they're. They're. That's what. That's their, that's their bread and butter is their defense. Um, so we go from that game to a game that had a lot of intrigue. Dallas Cowboys versus the New England. I'm sorry, the Dallas Cowboys versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Dallas won 37-17. Interesting stat about this game. It was the most combined total net yards in in, in matchup history between the two teams at 990 total net yards. That's a lot of throwing. That is a lot of throwing. Um, But, you know, Jalen Hurts did not play a good game at all. Shocker. Shocker. Yeah. Um, I was listening to to, uh, to, uh, Shannon Sharp on uh, Undisputed. And he said, "You know what's, you know, he said, you know what I find ironic. If this was Carson Wentz, people would be just beating the hell out of him. But because it's because it's Jalen Hurts, no one they give him a pass." And I'm like, "Yeah, because this offense was not his offense. Like the, the plays are not made for his style. Like exactly, right? Like, like that's the thing, you know. Like he he he's technically a backup starting where a playbook was not made for him. Like that's the issue. Right. Next season when they adjust." I mean, we can be like, oh, he's playing like trash, but right now he's adjusting to a playbook not suited for his style. Right. Chip. But, uh, oh, sorry, I, I was going to say, I was going to say, uh, so can we talk about the Deshaun Jackson weirdness that happened during this game real quick? Absolutely. Like, it literally gets one play, and that's it. That's it. Literally one play in the first quarter. And one play, Deshaun. He doesn't literally. He doesn't exist for the rest of the game. Like nothing. Nothing was even thrown his way or anything. Like, yeah. And I don't understand <laughs> that. It, it's weird. Um, why they wouldn't have at least targeted him? Like, it, the, he had no targets. He had that one play, and then there was like nothing. No targets his way. And the thing all. is, yeah. he burned him. He burned for an eighty-one yarder. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna draw that play up again. Every I want to draw that play every quarter at least once to see if he keeps torturing torturing them, but yeah, exactly. that one literally one play, one target, like that's ridiculous. It is very uh, much. I know we're talking about football, but the uh, Milwaukee Bucks are currently dominating the Miami Heat right now, one forty four to ninety six. Ain't as bad as the damn Maverick pay, uh, Maverick Clippers game. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes. It's so funny because I had I, there was a, I, there was a picture I, I probably I sent it to you guys in, in the text. It was uh, it was at the halftime where the uh, Mavericks were just beating the shit out of the Clippers, and I and I posted that you know like when you're playing online on like 2K or something it says it's like your opponent has exited the game. <laughs> I sent it to my boy Reese and Reese was like, man, them Clippers are some bums, man. Because <laughs> he's he's not a Clippers fan whatsoever. He's a Lakers fan. He's a Braun fan. He'll tell you that straight up. He's from he's from he's originally from Ohio, so of course he's a LeBron fan. So anyway, 
Uh, so yeah, the Cowboys stay alive. Uh, Philadelphia, um, they get eliminated from uh, playoff contention. The Cowboys at six and nine are still alive. And the hell, they could possibly still win the damn division. Let's hope. because Andy Dalton's playing like Andy Dalton now. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Without AJ Green, who yeah. more than likely, like what we talked about, wasted his best years in a shitty situation. But that's neither here nor there. Let's go on to the next one. The damn God. Wow, man, Green Bay just beat the shit out of Tennessee, forty to fourteen. My God, you know Devontae Adams, eleven receptions, one hundred and forty-two yards, and three touchdowns. What? It's not surprising, not surprising. bro. <laughs> Why is he not in the discussion of the best wide receivers in the league? He is. Is he yeah. though? He's is in he... top five all the time for me. All yeah. time or just to, in in today's game or all time? In today's game, I mean. okay. But, for, but is it because he is it because he is elite or is it because of who's throwing him the football? Oh no, he he's really great. Like I'm never taking that away from him. But can he do this with somebody else? In my question, right? I mean, but see, but that's I mean, what. But that's why I show love to De, to DeAndre Hopkins because I've seen him put up big numbers with like 19 other quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? I'm exaggerating. Well, like, I was gonna say that To did it. Uh, don't, get don't get chips started on Terrell Owens. Don't get chips started on Terrell Owens. I'm gonna uh, be nice right now. <laughs> Why not? But I mean, uh, he has 17 uh, touchdowns for this season. Uh, Devontae Adams does. I mean, this is his best season by far. Uh, uh, well, 2018, he had more yards, but he's on track to beat that already. But he's had more touchdowns this season than any other season. Uh, He's, I mean, the Packers are just playing phenomenal to begin with, so. Um, yeah, this game was surprising for the fact that it was such a lopsided game. Like, what happened? Like, what happened? Chip, <laughs> <Jeff>, uh, <laughs> what happened? The, the Titans decided not that they didn't want to play football today. Uh, but it's weird because they, I mean, Derrick Henry still had 98 yards rushing, but Ryan Tannehill had the only rushing touchdown because he ran for a 45er. Like, how does yeah. that make sense? I, I don't know. <laughs> it was weird. Like, uh, Green Bay literally just shit the bed. They, Green Bay didn't shit the bed. Tennessee shit the bed. Go ahead. No, it's not even that they shit the bed. Green Bay, Green Bay played the best defense that they could have uh they played man cover and they spied derrick henry the whole game i mean yeah he had 98 yards but he's been averaging over 100 yards a game i mean there was go ahead i, I was gonna say there's just no way for him to get going really can we blame the snow like the weather can you though that's what i'm asking can we blame the weather for this situation I don't think so, because Green Bay had to play in that same weather. Yeah, but they got to practice in it. I mean, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure that 20 degree weather affects a player in a Tennessee uniform just as much as it affects a player in a Green Bay uniform. I mean, you get. I mean, well, so, so, so does sucks. that mean? But, but but okay, well then let's let's think about it in this scenario. Does a player who play indoors in an indoor stadium do they play better? Uh, than a player who plays in an outdoor stadium? If they play indoors, yeah, look at the Saints. 
Yeah, but, 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 but that's what I'm saying. But but if the Saints go to like an outdoor arena, do they play worse? They like they for most of their losses, it is away games. Like this, like is on it. Like most of their losses are usually away games. They rarely ever lose at home. I can't say anything about the Falcons because they're trash everywhere. <laughs> right, right. So, but yeah, the Saints are like the only real like sample for it like they're great at home it's hard to meet them at home um but when they're away that's when they struggle really right uh, but green bay like it's weird i want to say like i mean aaron Rodgers did great he threw for 231 yards and four touchdowns but the packers also ran for 234 yards like yeah that's ridiculous <laughs> yeah insane and their right. best runner was even aaron jones it was aj Dillon. Like who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, so that's what I'm saying. Can we really blame the snow? I, I just don't think we can. No, but you know what's so funny? Aaron Rodgers completed 21 passes. Um, Devontae Adams caught 11. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you not cover this man better? Like, you know who he's throwing to. It's crazy. He, tar- he targeted Devontae Adams 12 times. The highest... The next person that was targeted most was Aaron Jones had three targets. You know who he's throwing to. Get you know there. Who he's throwing to? Like, <laughs> where's the safety help? Like, what is going on here? Yeah, I. Uh, they they just played. I mean, what? There was one interception. Malcolm Butler got one interception. Uh, and that's it. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but with this game, just just. A little bit of news right now. With this game, Aaron Rodgers has passed Patrick Mahomes as the number one pick for MVP. Yeah. I mean, he's been playing better than Mahomes has the last couple weeks. Yeah, absolutely he has. Um, I mean, right now, I mean, if you listen to all the pundits and aficionados, right now the MVP is a, is a two-player race between Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. Um, I just don't feel bad for Josh Allen and Russell Wilson. Yeah. Well, yeah. Russell. Well, here's the thing. I think if Russell Wilson, it's, it's weird because I think if Russell Wilson had a, I mean, if you can look at, like, I mean, he did. He he does have a the the the, the unfortunate, um, the unfortunacy of throwing of turning the football over, and he does have the unfortunacy of having, you know, losing games that he shouldn't have lost, um, like losing to the Giants and you know games like that, um, and then. Again, like what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Josh Allen has proven to be the man in Buffalo now. Unfortunately, because, again, it's the same thing like what I talked about with the Heisman Trophy. It's a fucking popularity contest. They're going to go with the ones, you know, basically it's going to be the State Farm fucking award. You know, which you know which one of the State Farm representatives you want to win the, 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 uh, the MVP, pretty much, you know. Um... But speaking of Josh Allen, this man is a bad mofo. 34 passing touchdowns this season, which is the single season Buffalo Bills record for passing touchdowns. And they just mollywhopped the New England Patriots. Buffalo Bills did 38 to 9 on Monday Nighter. Um, yeah, this was a whew, this was just a bad game all around for the for the uh, New England Patriots. Just horrible for them. But Josh Allen. Again, like what we talked about, either he he solidified himself as the guy in Buffalo. Now, 
I'm not saying that he's going to be the next Jim Kelly, but what I am going to say is that if Buffalo was ever going to win a world championship, this is the time to do it. First of all, it's not a world championship. They only play each other in the States. It's a national championship. Okay, excuse me. <laughs> Mr. Technicality over here. No, I've always hated that they say the, the Super Bowl is a world championship. Like, y'all don't play other, other countries. <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. If they play like the Canadian League like runner ups or just, or something like or like the champions there, like that'd be cool. That would yeah. be cool. Like, the Aquanauts, whatever the fuck they're called up there, or Yeah, let's get something like going that. Going on a trip in a big ass rocket ship. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, but, I'm uh, sorry. I'll shut up now. <laughs> I was gonna say, um uh, I was watching Undisputed this morning, um, Skip and uh, uh, Uncle Shay Shay, Shay Shay, uh, and they were talking about Alan's favorite uh, talk show host. Hey, 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 hey! I'm his favorite so, wrestler. Let me alone. <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, they were talking about uh, the big important question of is like Tom Brady was Tom Brady the system or was Belichick the reason? Like you know that discussion that we ignored all season. Um, and I think they both had a good point in saying that Tom Brady hit a lot of the flaws that Belichick has with like all the draft picks and free agency picks and stuff that he does for offense because his defense is usually really good but his offense has always been suspect and Brady helped make that offense even better than what it is and this season has literally showed how bad his offensive scheming and picking and everything like that is. Like, who is the best offensive weapon on the Patriots? James White, Cam maybe? Newton. Cam Newton. Oh, I, thought you, I, thought, I thought you meant, like, like as far as, like, utility players or something like that. Like, running back. No, just, their, just their best offensive player. Okay, best. Game. If you're talking about just that, then, yeah, Cam Newton. And... He has 13, 13 or 14 rushing yards, uh, I mean, yards, rushing touchdowns as a quarterback with leading quarterbacks, but I think he has more than all their running backs combined, is what they said. Uh, they, yeah, I think so. That's ridiculous. And who are his, like, who are his receivers? <laughs> like, well, Julian Elliman stays hurt. Yeah, he had, he, he hadn't played all this season. And then they had Jacoby Myers. Who, uh, the mere bird who was like the fourth or fifth string uh, receiver on Arizona last year, Nikhil Harry, who's always hurt. I don't even know who Devin Alasi is. I never even heard of him. Like, so is Bill Belichick the mad genius we thought he was? Uh, I don't. It's hard to say. Um, I think um, I would say at this point, no. But um, let's see what he has with a. We we already know Cam Newton's not going to be the quarterback next year. So let's see what he has with a full off season with a young quarterback, whether it be Jared Stidham. Drew Haskins, or they pick somebody up in the draft. Um, let's see what he has then, and revisit that question 
next season. Because um, Shannon Sharp said um, if Tom Brady like put the same weapons in Tampa Bay, does the Tampa are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers doing better or worse than the Patriots are right now with who they have at quarterback and who they have as their other weapons? I mean. But, but but I think <laughs> but hold on a second like I mean you do make a good point but I also think that we're neglecting the fact that at least the first three Super Bowls that Tom Brady has they were all predicated on the fact that they played hard nosed defense yes all three of those Super Bowls were won by an adventitary kick absolutely but let's not forget about guys like Ty Law and Troy Vincent and and uh, Teddy Bruschi and Rodney Harrison and Willie McGinnis Willie McGinnis and Teddy and uh, Mike Vrabel and Richard Richard Seymour like I mean and Vince Wilfork like they had some fucking killers on that defense like their defense is doing good this year that's not the issue the issue right, is that right, they can't right. they can't score right right but that's what I'm saying like I think that because the defenses have been so good. And in the past, you know, and again, like he had, you know, Malcolm Butler, even though his stupid ass didn't play him in that Super Bowl against the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm not going to go there. Um, We still don't know why. To this day, we still don't know why Malcolm Butler didn't play in that game. Um, But the truth is, is that because Tom Brady was so good at the quarterback position and, and trust me, I know I've watched him play against Miami twice every year and seen him cook motherfuckers. Because the scheme worked for Tom Brady. The same scheme that works for Tom Brady is not going to work for a Cam Newton. Hell, even a quarterback with a similar style as Tom Brady, it wouldn't work for him either because, yeah, even though you can do all the things that Tom Brady does, do you have the mentality that Tom Brady does? Do you have the quarterback, the the the, the mental capacity? Do you have the, the brilliance? Because Tom Brady's for all intents and purposes, I mean, I know some people might look at him as a dumb jock, Tom Brady is not a fucking stupid person. Like, he is a genius. Like, as much film as he watches and studies, like, like it it blows my mind that a lot of these, like, a lot of the expertise look at him as like, oh, man, like, I mean, because he's, I mean, technically, and you guys can be free, feel free to disagree with me, Tom Brady's probably the smartest quarterback that's ever played this game, probably. I mean, a la Peyton Manning, maybe a few, a few others, but Tom Brady's up there in terms of just his football IQ. You know, and the fact that when that was gone, like what Shannon Sharp said, it exposed Bill Belichick to all the inadequacies that he put on that offense. So Tom Brady basically had to make chicken salad out of Bill Belichick's chicken shit. You see what I'm saying? Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, but my thing is, is like I was asking the question is, is Bill Belichick the mad genius that we thought he was? Mad in terms of crazy, probably, but not mad in terms of putting together, you know, an offense, you know. I mean, think about it. I mean, really, really think about it. The year that he went to New England, after he got fired from the Cleveland Browns, he went to New England. He took over Pete Carroll's uh, – when Pete Carroll was uh, coaching in New England, he took over for Pete Carroll. The 2000 year, you know, he you know he drafted Tom Brady – Drew Bledsoe went down with an injury. But here's the thing. That defense that was there, that wasn't Bill Belichick's defense. He was just implementing a scheme. Like, all those guys were guys that Pete Carroll drafted. You see what I'm saying? Like, they already had those guys set in place. Ty Law has been, was been, had been there since the 90s. You know? So, 
basically, I think Bill Belichick lucked himself into a situation where all he had to do was just maintain that defense and keep that defense healthy and keep that defense playing at a high level. And then whatever happens to the offense, hey, you know what? My quarterback, he can take care of it. You know? Now, granted, maybe the first Super Bowl against the greatest show on turf was luck. But man, the championship they had versus Carolina, which in my personal opinion, and there have been great Super Bowls since then, that that New England Carolina Super Bowl was probably one of my one of my favorite Super Bowls to watch because it was just so intense, you know, down to the wire, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, is he the same genius? I don't think that he is. What about you, Chip? I I've already said I don't. It's it's one of those. If you're asking me today, no. But give me a full off season. Let him run. You know, uh, whoever his quarterback's going to be. Uh, like I said, whether it be Jared Stidham, Drew Haskins, or uh, somebody they pick up out of the draft, run him through a full off season program. Revisit this question next year. I I don't know. As okay. of today, no. But then again, maybe. <laughs> right. Okay, so we go from there to week 16, and we're going to go over the power rankings for week 17. Now, because it is going, we're going into this week 17, and this is the last week, we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to go through all of them. We'll go the whole, the whole 32 teams. Oh, God. No, no, no. It's, I'm going to make it quick. 32, the Jacksonville Jaguars. 31, the New York Jets. At 30, the Detroit Lions. 29, the Houston Texans. 28, the Cincinnati Bengals. 27, the Denver Broncos. Sorry, Roger. 26, the Philadelphia Eagles. 25, the Atlanta Falcons. 24, the Carolina Panthers. 23, the New York Giants. 22, the Dallas Cowboys, who could possibly win their division. Let's let's, let's figure it out. 21, the Washington football team. 20, the New England Patriots. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. 19, the LA Chargers. 18, the, the Las Vegas Raiders. 17, the Minnesota Vikings. 16, the San Francisco 49ers. And now the top 15. At 15, the Chicago Bears. 14, the Arizona Cardinals. 13, the Los Angeles Rams. At 12, the Miami Dolphins. At 11, the Indianapolis Colts. Here's your top 10. Number 10, the Cleveland Browns. Number 9, the Tennessee Titans. Number 8, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number 7, the Seattle Seahawks. And number 10, the Baltimore Ravens. At number 5, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Number 4, the New, the New Orleans Saints. At number 3, the Buffalo Bills. At number 2, the Green Bay Packers. And at number 1, the Kansas City Chiefs again. Now, let's just do the 1 through the 10. Do you guys agree with at least the top 10? No. Okay. No. How would you have – How Roger, let's start off with you. How would you rank it? Why are the Baltimore Ravens still in the top 10? I guess because they beat the Giants. I don't know. <laughs> um, like I said, okay, so my top, the top four stay the same. Top five stay the same, sorry. Okay, so you um, have Chiefs, Packers, uh, Bills, Saints, Saints, Steelers. Steelers. Okay. Um, number six would be Seattle. Okay. Um, number seven would be Tampa Bay. Number eight would be the Titans. Number nine would be the Dolphins. And number 10, um, I would put the uh, Cleveland Browns. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, here's mine. I would say number one is Kansas City. Number two is actually the Buffalo Bills. Number three is the Green Bay Packers. Number four are the New Orleans Saints. 
number five, I got the Seattle Seahawks. Number six, I got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Number seven, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number eight, I got the uh, Tennessee Titans. At number nine, I got the Miami Dolphins. I'm sorry, at number nine, I got the Los Angeles Rams. And at number 10, I got the Miami Dolphins. Uh, oh, no, no, switch that up. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Dolphins, t- Dol- Dolphins nine, Rams 10. I'm sorry. I was going to say, bruh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was looking at the numbers as I was scrolling down, and I, I went a little bit too fast. I'm sorry. Chip, what about you, Bubba? All right, so mine is literally the exact same as Rodgers. Kansas City 1, Green Bay 2, Buffalo 3, uh, New Orleans 4, Pittsburgh 5, Seattle 6, Tampa Bay 7, Tennessee 8, Miami 9, Cleveland 10. Right. Yeah. So it's going to be very, very interesting how this week turns out. Yeah, the only the only thing that would change my mind is Tennessee for Indianapolis. Maybe uh, I still think Tennessee is a better team overall. Right. So, like what we talked about earlier, the current playoff picture right now. Of course, what you said, Kansas City has the bye. Uh, Buffalo's the second seed uh, uh, because the Pittsburgh Steelers had clinched the AFC North. They are the number three seed, and the number four seed is actually still available. The winner of the Tennessee Titans. I'm sorry. Currently, right now, currently, right now, if the playoffs happen today, Tennessee has the four seed. Right. So if Tennessee, With Miami having the five seed, Baltimore having the six seed, and Cleveland having seven. Right. So, so if so, it basically it depends on basically what goes on this week with between because let's see, Indianapolis plays Jacksonville. And Tennessee plays against Houston. So if Tennessee beats Houston, they're in. If Tennessee loses to Houston and Indianapolis beats Jacksonville, then Indianapolis is in. But then, does Tennessee still have a playoff? Is Tennessee still a playoff team? Well, that all depends on what happens between Miami, Baltimore, and Cleveland. Um, basically, if Miami beats if Miami beats Buffalo, they're in. No doubt about it. However, if Miami loses, which in all likelihood will probably happen because Buffalo is just an amazing team, if Miami loses, then that means Baltimore or Cleveland would have to lose for us to stay in the playoffs. But since Baltimore's playing Cincinnati, I don't know, Cleveland playing against Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh might be our saving grace. So we'll certainly see what happens there. Um, but anyway... No. I'll, I'm go ahead. I'm sorry. What? I was say I still see Cleveland being in and Baltimore being out. I still feel like. But Cincinnati would have to beat Baltimore, though. It's not that far fetched. At this nope. point. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Maybe point. Baltimore can play spoiler. I guess I don't know. But the NFC is, in my opinion, the more interesting one because really the AFC one is all about wins and losses from the standpoint that there's really only one one. Uh, one division to officially give a winner, and then whoever out of these 10 and 5 teams, whoever don't, you know, like someone's going to have a 10-win season and not make the playoffs. That that like That's a bummer. While a fucking team like Washington or Dallas or even fucking New York could make the playoffs with a 10, with a 6 and 10 record. But 
like what you said, the Packers are one, the Saints are two, the, the, the uh, Seahawks are three, and right now, uh, the Washington. yeah, yeah, Washington's at four right now with Tampa Bay at five, LA at six, and Chicago at seven. The only three teams on the bubble are the Cardinals sitting at eight and seven, the Cowboys at six and at six and nine, and the and the fucking New York Giants at five and ten. And basically, the scenario is if Washington wins, they're in. If Washington loses and the Cowboys win, then they're in. If Washington and the Cowboys lose, but somehow New York wins, New York is in. Well, what the Cowboys, fuck? Well, Cowboys, the only way they lose is if they lose to the Giants. Yeah, yeah. So, but but, uh, but, but that's but that's what I'm saying though. Like, I mean, I mean, if the Cowboys win against the Giants. Then you know they have hope, but Washington still has to win their game because if Washington loses, technically Dallas owns the tiebreaker, so they would automatically jump ahead of. Yeah, just so, like uh, the Rams and Cardinals play each other, and the Rams have the tiebreaker in that, so they have to yeah. win. Yeah, I mean, which I clearly think that the Rams could possibly win that game, um, but but yeah, but let's let's go ahead and jump into it. But but, hey, but before we get into week 17 picks, shout out to my good friend Sean Thompson over there at Thompson Personal Training. This guy is a monster, a maniac. He will put you guys through the most insane workouts that you will ever ask for. And I guarantee you, you will get the results that you want. I'm already down 23 pounds. And thank you to Sean for the support, the love, and everything that you've done for me to help me to get this weight off and help me to get back in fighting shape to be in the wrestling ring again. And shout out to you, buddy. And ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get this experience of losing weight, getting in better cardiovascular shape, getting stronger, getting tougher, getting better, check out Sean Thompson on Facebook, Thompson Personal Training. If you sign up for three months, you get the fourth month absolutely free if you say that Movement Radio sent you. So go give him a shout out on Facebook and go check out what it's all about. Now, Chip, let's get to week 17 pickups. Well, before we do that, uh, we're going to talk about the uh... – the, the current 2021 draft order. There you go. Uh, we'll just do the top 10. Uh, Jacksonville's got the number one draft position clinched. It, they cannot lose that draft position. Uh, as well as the New York Jets have the number two position clinched. Cannot lose that. The, Jacksonville will pick one and the Jets will pick two. Uh, unless there's a trade going on. Um, Houston will have the third pick, but we know that was traded to Miami in the Laramie Tunzel kenny Steele's trade. Right. Uh, Atlanta will pick four. Cincinnati will pick five. Philadelphia will pick six. Detroit will pick seven. And Giants, eight. Carolina, nine. And the Denver Broncos at ten. Yeah. Uh so that's that's the top ten uh, in draft right now, and the uh, mock draft has it as Trevor Lawrence going one, Justin Fields two, Panay Sewell going three, uh, Micah Parsons at four, Jamar Chase at five, Gregory Russo at six, Devonte Smith at seven, uh, Patrick Sertain the second at 8, Zach Wilson at 9, and then uh, Roger, the current prediction is that your quarter, your uh, your Broncos will pick up the North Dakota State quarterback, Trey Lance. That's the one I wanted, not San Diego State, sorry. That's the one I was talking about. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm okay with that. So that's where it sits uh, as of today. Right. Hey, also, one more quick thing. If I don't know if maybe we should talk about it right now or not. Uh, That might be this. What I'm just going to ask probably will be something about something about sports topics. Um, But we got a little bit of extra time before we jump into the games. I just want to throw this out there. What did you guys think about the NCAA uh, college football playoff uh, pick? Alabama, Notre Dame, and Clemson and Ohio State. How do you guys feel about it? Meh. Yeah. I mean, okay, so Alabama, definitely. Clemson, definitely. Um, Notre Dame and Ohio State, I don't think they should be in it because they didn't play a full season. I agree. They they chose to start their season like an entire month after the uh, SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12. Yeah, I have a problem with it for one simple fact. How the fuck does a team like the Cincinnati Bearcats go 9-0 and and win their conference and they are not even given consideration to be in the playoffs? Not even yeah. consideration. Who did they play? They played, let me go back and look at, let me go back and look at their schedule real quick. Let me look up. Cincinnati That's Bearcats. the thing with, with college. It's based more upon strength of schedule than the NFL. NFL, I mean, you could you could be, you know, eleven and zero and played nobody and still get in. Whereas, you know, in college, you have actually got to play a Power Five, you know, schedule. Yeah, and that, but 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 that's the thing, like. You're basically, but basically, they're telling me. I mean, and you know, shout out to them. I mean, they got a fucking bowl game against Georgia. I mean, yeah, kudos for them. But I mean, let's just, let's just look. Let me, let me let's just go back and look at their schedule for a second. Let me go back here because I, I just now pulled it up. You know, they they were the first in the American conference. It's the American conference, okay? So let's look at the teams that they actually played against. Okay, they played against Austin Peavy. Nah. Uh, number 22 ranked Army, South Florida, Tulsa, number 16 ranked SMU, Memphis, Houston, East Carolina, UCF, the undefeated UCF, Temple, and then Tulsa. You know, and, you know, yeah, I mean, granted, they didn't have the best, they didn't play the the elite of the elite. They didn't play an Alabama or a fucking Notre Dame or whatever. But, I mean, at least... I'm not saying, I mean, because again, like what like what I talked about a few weeks ago, you know, for anybody who says, well, if you put them in there against Alabama or Oregon or who, or, or I'm not Oregon, I'm sorry, or, or Ohio State or whatever, they'll get their ass kicked. Okay, then let them get their ass kicked. Just give them a fucking opportunity. Like, who gives a shit, you know, they're undefeated, you know, who gives a shit, you know, if they get their ass kicked. Okay, fine, let them get their ass kicked. I've, I've seen plenty of teams with teams who were the number one and number two ranked teams where the number one team just fucking slaughtered number two. Like, I've seen that plenty of times. So, why not give this this team a chance? You see what I'm saying? Like, I, I, me personally, the whole reason that we had the fucking playoff to begin with was so that teams who did have undefeated records would not get, you know, looked over. But it's still fucking happening. You know, yeah, if they get their ass kicked, cool, they get their fucking ass kicked. But at least give them a chance to get their ass kicked. Give them the fucking chance. That's all I'm asking. 
But no, you you because they don't play in a fucking power conference. They don't play for the fucking almighty SEC or the or or the Big Twelve or the Pac Twelve or wherever the Pac Twenty Nine or whatever the fuck how many teams is in that fucking division. Like seriously, give them a fucking chance to at least like what we talked about. Boise State di- didn't have a chance in hell of beating Oklahoma, and they fucking beat them. Give them a fucking chance. There's my rant. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, sure. What, you want to go again? You need another one? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good now. I'm good now. Are, are, are you sure? I'm good. I'm good. Because you're for, for somebody that's a Miami fan, you are sure you sure are uh pitching awfully hard for this nobody Cincinnati Bearcats team. No, but no, but, but but I'm just saying, bro, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. If it was the fucking Texas Longhorns, I would feel the exact same way if they got snubbed. If it was the fucking who's your college team? Uh Roger? Oh, we've been over this. It's trash. Don't worry about it. No, okay, but if your trash college team was undefeated, I would fight for them to at least get get a fucking opportunity. Oh, if they were undefeated, they definitely would because they're in the SEC. Right, but you know, but but that, but that's what I'm saying though. I mean, ha- and shit. Even Coastal Carolina, who's sitting at 11 and one, they're all the way down at fucking 13 or 14. Like, fuck, give them a shot too. Fuck, oh, they everybody a fucking chance if they're fucking undefeated. That's shit. the thing. They could play anybody. It would be like. It would be like if uh, the Chiefs played, you know, 16 games against the Jaguars and still made it to the Super Bowl. Like, that's the thing. If if the Chiefs played the Jaguars 16 times and were 16-0, do you think that they would be, you know, would they be, what's the right word? Should they have that spot as the best team? I mean, if you only play one team, then I mean, that's. But I mean, you're playing multiple teams and both and two of those teams that they played were ranked. That's what I'm saying, though. I mean, you, you are playing a litany of teams and two teams. Yeah, two out of the seven, right. two out of the nine teams that they played were good. OK, I'll, I'll admit it. OK, you know? that's the difference. Look at look at the teams that are consistently in the top ten, minus Notre Dame. Um, I don't think Notre Dame should ever be in the uh, playoff picture because they are independent and don't have a conference. Um, oh, they do when it comes to basketball, though. Well, they they claim ACC all day long, but they won't do it when it comes to fucking football. Oh no, sir. I know. That's kind of legacy. Yeah, but. If you look at, oh, excuse me, uh, look at look, anybody else that's consistently, in, even in the top 20, they're Power 5 conference teams. They play in the ACC, the SEC, the Big 10, the Big 12, and the Pac-12, right? Yeah. If you are not in one of those conferences, then you're not going to have a chance, Period. Because the other teams that you play are typically trash. I mean, you know, we say the same thing about Alabama every year because they typically, their their non-conference games, they play games like the UTC Mocks. You know, these nothing, nobody happening teams that, yeah, we would love to go watch them play because we like football, but 
they're not beating anybody and you know it no you're right you're right i mean yeah i mean i mean, I, I mean in the cincinnati bearcats they're not beating anybody you know i mean no no here's the thing i agree I'm, with you I, th- I think you're absolutely right my only thing is it's not the fact okay if they do get their ass kicked cool they get their ass kicked but at least give them a chance that's the only thing i'm asking for is just a chance because if it was the, is know, it gonna make the ncaa money an underdog story always makes people money if they want a chance, they need to schedule stronger teams on their non-conference games. Yeah, like that's, that's literally it. That's the only way. To, like, yeah, you're undefeated against nobodies. Play somebody and see what it is. If you beat that somebody, get some buzz around you. Beat yeah. another somebody. But but, but, but all right, well, 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 let me ask this question. That's what Boise State did. Yeah, you're right. But let me ask this question. Who determines who is a nobody and who is a somebody? Is it based off of last year's? statistics is it based yes. off a of projection what is it what is it based on both and also I what conference you play it i mean it could be based off the last 10 years of statistics who are the cincinnati bearcats and that's i'm not saying that with any amount of disrespect to the cincinnati bearcats but tell me who they are who have they been for the last 10 years right but i mean but i mean I, this game the same thing can be said but the same thing can be said about, I mean, this is literally, but so, so, so let me just, okay. So just hypothetical scenario, if a, just throwing it out here, if a 10 and two Alabama team, you have a 10 and two Alabama team sitting at five. Okay. And then you have an undefeated Cincinnati Bearcats team at 10 and 0. And you have the number two and the number three teams in the league, in, in the nation, lose their games. So you know they're going to automatically drop. In that scenario, Alabama automatically, you know they're going because they're Alabama. Even if even with two losses, they're an Alabama team. Do those two teams that lost, does one of them stay in the top four? Or do they give that chance to a young Bearcats team coming up? It depends if the team they lost to is a top four ranked team already like if the number three team lost to the number one team they probably dropped down number four right if the number one team lost to the number three team they're probably going to switch spots yeah that's that's the thing when it comes to like the whole ranking system i do hate it but i mean the best teams are always ranked on top for that reason because they are the better teams. i mean they would slaughter some of these other teams if you don't play power teams, you're never going to get recognized. It doesn't matter how great you play in your conference. If your conference is nobody, then I'm sorry. You're playing a bunch of nobodies. You don't deserve to be up there because you're not. You're pretty much playing stragglers from Division Two. Okay. Last question, then I promise I'll leave it. I'll I'll, I'll leave this alone. If the <laughs> Cincinnati Bearcats beat the Georgia Bulldogs in their bowl game, do we look at Cincinnati Bearcats differently? And do we honestly sit there and and say to ourselves, maybe they deserved a little bit of consideration? Um, Not after beating, like I said, you beat one power team, not really. Anybody can win one. But like I said, you got to make pretty much all your non-conference games power teams or power conferences. Like you, you got four games that pretty much make or break you. And that's four games you have to make that like the strong teams. 
Chip? I, I'm right there with Roger. I mean, play your conference, beat them. Every game that is not your in-conference game, play somebody from a Power 5 conference. And it doesn't even have to be the top contenders of a Power 5 conference. I mean, you know, schedule an Arkansas for the SEC or, you know, a... Um, I mean, yeah, like schedule like um, them, Duke for the ACC. Yeah. Um, schedule, I'm trying to think, uh, Oklahoma State um, and like UCLA. Sometimes, I mean, well, UCLA is good here and there. So, you know, a, uh, who's in the Big Ten besides Michigan, uh, Michigan State? Oh, play Iowa. Or yeah, Iowa, State. Iowa, Iowa State, something like that. You know, beat those teams, and then you know, as you progressively beat those teams, then step up to the you know the next tier of those Power Five conferences until you're eventually contending with your Texas, your Ohio State, your Alabamas, your Clemsons, uh, you know, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. I understand where you guys are coming from. I, I mean, trust me, I understand. You know, it's just, I just feel like the lack of opportunity isn't there. And I understand why the lack of opportunity isn't there. It's because a lot of these smaller conferences don't get the love because they don't play these bigger, these bigger teams. So my question then becomes, you know, these bigger teams, like if, if these teams just, you know, for whatever reason, I mean, I'm I'm pretty positive that popularity does have something to do with it. It's not just, you know, rank. I mean, obviously, your Alabamas, your Texas, your Miami, you know, your Tennessee, Georgia, they're going to be more popular. And kind of like what you said earlier, Chip, um, you know, is it really going to pull ratings that the Cincinnati Bearcats are playing against Alabama? Yeah, maybe, maybe in some cases. I mean, it will pull a hell of a lot of ratings out of Cincinnati and Ohio maybe, but – yeah, overall, you, you guys do make good valid points. You know, it just, it sucks to see somebody bust their ass and not get reciprocated for it in that manner. But, you know, a lot of times those teams are just happy with what they're doing. They don't want to be in that limelight. They don't want to get dominated by these, you know, bigger, here's, powerful teams. Here's the thing. Right now, um, uh, they're getting national recognition for what they're doing. They're going to get some recruits. Maybe they come back stronger next year. Who knows? Maybe they do get ranked higher next year and get closer. Like, that's what they're pretty much trying to do. They're trying to inch their way over to getting that limelight. But right now, they probably don't think they can beat these teams. Yeah, but, 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 but if you think about it, I mean, if recruiting is what we're talking about here, then hell, Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Ohio State, they're the ones who are going to get the bulk of the big big. Uh, you know, college, you know, high school players coming out, they're going to get the majority of those kids. They don't have the cachet to, you know, give these kids what they want. They do. Yeah, they already get that. Right. I mean, most of these kids would much rather go to Alabama and ride the bench knowing they're going to play at the bare minimum for a national championship and have that on their resume when they are drafted as opposed to, you know, going to play for Cincinnati and winning, 
you know their conference okay here's here's the thing um 2013 do you know who alabama's running backs were 2013 yes was dmc one of them it was Kenyon drake alvin kamara tj yeldon and derrick henry oh you think oh, all four yeah. of them played say that again you think all four of them played at the same time no no derrick henry got most of those reps yep Alvin Kamara transferred. So did TJ Yeldon. Actually, I think they all transferred at, besides Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah, because Alvin Kamara went to Tennessee. But the thing is, they were on the Alabama team and they were sought out by better, like other higher ranked teams. Like, I mean, like Chip said, they, they just want to be on that team just in case. But <laughs> then they got right. picked up by other teams where they were only the starters and they shined. Like, a lot of people will do that. I mean, Cam Newton sat behind Debo. Yeah, that's true. And he went, and then he went to Division Two, and then he went to Auburn. Yeah, and then won a national title with, with uh, Auburn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So, so I, right. I, I apologize. I got buried after my rant. So, oh, no, you didn't get buried. <laughs> no, but 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 you guys do understand. But do you at least understand my perspective? No, I understand your perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It so. just it just sucks for him. I feel bad for him. I really do because you you know bust your ass to be undefeated, and it's like you don't get no validation for it. I guess I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our week seventeen picks real quick. Get these knocked out. Um, everything is going to be a Sunday game, uh, and I'm just going to go down the list as I have it here. Um, first game on my list is Miami at Buffalo and I got Buffalo winning this game I don't wanna <laughs> I don't wanna you you have to say Miami because that's the only yeah. way they're getting oh, God I hope I'm wrong I'm going with Miami wait you hope you're wrong I'm sorry I hope I'm right I'm going with Miami I was originally going to say Buffalo but I was like oh, I hope I'm right Miami Oh. Um, like my thing is, I I want to say Miami because like to go from the season they went last year to this season, it'd be very fitting for them to make the playoff, like guarantee that playoff spot. But I I don't see them beating the Bills. Unfortunately, I got to go with Bills. Yeah. Also, right. Stephon Diggs is almost at fifteen hundred yards for the season. Oh shit! Yeah, falling out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Josh Allen is almost at 45. Well, he's 180 away, but he's almost at 4,500 yards. Oh, he'll mm-hmm. get it. He'll get it this week. I don't know. I mean, you guys' defense is really good. Maybe they yeah. stifle them. Maybe, maybe this will be of the week that maybe uh, maybe Sean McDermott just be like, you know what, guys? Take a seat. We'll give Miami this one. We'll let them win this one, you know, because we, I mean, we're going to beat them next week anyway. So go ahead and take a I mean, he could sit up. I mean, he could give them a break, like, they clinched a spot, so yeah. I mean, even if they lose this game, they're still winners of the AFC East, so it doesn't matter. They're still the second. They're still the second team. What you don't want to do is fuck around and end up giving Pittsburgh that number two seed. No, which I don't think that's going to happen, but we'll, we'll see. All right, next game. <laughs> yeah, next game. <laughs> uh, next game up is um, it's a four twenty five game, uh, so they've. They've slotted these. They're all over the place on my uh, schedule. Mine too. So the Miami oh, Buffalo. 
I was like, I can tell you the one o'clock games if you want me. To. I know the one o'clock games, but then I have to skip around. Uh, yeah, I'll do it. Go down the line. Just <laughs> for you, Roger. I'll do it. Uh, next up is Baltimore <laughs> at Cincinnati. I I still want to say uh, Cincinnati because Baltimore literally has not done anything to impress me this year. I don't I don't feel like they've earned it. The teams they the teams they beat like congrats, but the teams they lost to like yeah, it shows who they really are. If you know what I mean. Right. Uh. uh. <laughs> There's a part of me that wants to root for Cincinnati just because I don't want Baltimore to win. So I'm hoping... Fuck it. I'm going with Cincinnati to beat Baltimore. I'm going to be the odd man out and go with Baltimore. Okay. Okay. I can be lame, but it's okay. (laughs) Uh, Next up, we got Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Well, not knowing my luck. <laughs> Big Ben's not playing. It's Mason Rudolph, so Miles Garrett is coming for that ass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. However, just just so we know, uh, up to date, uh, the Browns have placed tight end Harrison Bryant and safety uh, Andrew Sedejo and Carl Joseph on the COVID nineteen reserve list. Yeah, but. Miles, Mason Rudolph can't throw that far anyway, so the safety's being out. It's not a problem. Um, Bryant being out it doesn't really matter because he's like a third string running uh, tight end. Right. So he's blocking one. So I don't know. Um, I mean, my heart says the Steelers' defense is going to win them the game, and Mason Rudolph is just going to maintain where he doesn't blow it. But we saw last season where he was trash, anyways. Like, and against the Browns, he was trash. So I want to see the Browns in this one, actually. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say the Browns too. I originally had the Steelers winning. Um, I made my picks earlier this week, um, much earlier than uh, than placing Ben on the bench for this game. <laughs> so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna change my pick and go with Cleveland. On this one. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Minnesota at Detroit. Uh, did we have this game like two weeks ago? I think we did. Uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings to win. Um, hopefully. Well, this was like eight weeks ago. The last time they played the Vikings, they lost 34-20. to But that's when they still had Matt Patricia. Right. Um... Uh, I don't know. Like it's literally two two worst teams. If the Lions win, they both have a six and ten record. If the Vikings win, they're seven and nine, and the Lions are five and eleven. It does not matter. They're trash either way. Uh, I want to go Lions just to say the Lions. All right, all right. I'm gonna coin flip. Heads, it's Minnesota. Tails, it's Detroit. I'm going with Detroit. Was that a bottle cap instead of a... Yeah, because like I, I didn't have a quarter one. <laughs> <laughs> I flipped All the bottle right. cap. <laughs> Next game up, we have the New York Jets at the New England Patriots. The and Jets. I'm going to predict that the Jets get their third win of the season. Yep, the Jets. Like, it's not even a joke at this point. <laughs> no. Eh, fuck the Jets. But yeah, Jets. 
I mean, it's just not a joke. I, I really <laughs> don't they're going to beat. They're going to yeah. win this game. Yeah. Yeah. Jets. Fuck it. Why not? I mean, neither one of these uh, teams are making the playoffs. Thank Jesus. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, we got Dallas at the Giants. Uh, Let's, go Danny Dimes. Let's go Danny Dimes. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I'm going with the Cowboys, too. Some kind of fuckery is going to take place where I, I just got this weird feeling that fuckery is going to ensue and somehow, someway, Dallas is going to make the fucking playoffs. Nope. The Giants are going to make it and they're going to win the Super Bowl. That's a joke. <laughs> it was good. Okay, it wasn't great. Beat. It was good. It wasn't great. It was good. Uh, they're gonna beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, like, like the same way they beat the Patriots twice. Patriots got freaking owned in that Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> next, next up. Oh, hashtag free Turkey Pete. Yes. Yes. In a couple of weeks, you guys will understand. Uh, you guys are literally just saying this, but nobody knows what's going on. No, no, it's our it's our marketing for our next hauntings of episode. Free Turkey Pete hashtag Free Turkey Pete. Y'all got y'all got to listen to ha- hauntings of Miami to understand what Free Turkey Pete is. Montana. Uh, isn't that what I said? You said what Miami. Said? Yeah. Uh, whatever. <laughs> They're both trashed. It's okay. Uh, next up is Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Atlanta. No, um, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Yeah, I got Tampa Bay on this one, too. Tampa, um, the Tampa Bay. Ronald uh, Jones will be back, so their actual main running back is going to be back, so they'll be even stronger. Um, uh, yeah, Tampa Bay is going to win this one. Mm-hmm. That's simplistic. All right. Uh, next up, the beginning of the four twenty-five games. We got Green Bay at Chicago. Green Bay. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Packers. You, you know, I think this game is gonna be closer than you guys think it is. I still got Green Bay winning, but I think it's gonna be closer than you guys think it is. Oh, I didn't say it wasn't gonna be close. I'm just yeah, saying, for real. Why, why are you thinking? Why are you assuming we gonna think it's a blowout? Like, no, I'm saying because it's Green Bay and Chicago. I mean, Green Bay's been firing on all cylinders lately. Yeah, but Chicago has a defense. That is true. Yep. <laughs> that is uh, true. But they also have Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> you are never gonna let that man. You're never gonna let that man live. Okay, are you? okay. You are the Bears, and you pick. You literally trade up in the draft. And you pass over Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. You think anybody's gonna let you live that down again? In hindsight, yeah, you're right. <laughs> like Deshaun, Deshaun Watson could literally be on the Bears right now and be doing so much better as he currently is. Patrick Mahomes. I mean, here you want a Super Bowl, so I guess he got the better end of it. Right. Yep. Yep. All right. So next up, we've got Jacksonville at Indianapolis. I'm going to go with Indy. Yeah, I, I got to go with Indy too. Yes, same. <laughs> I was going to try to like think of some clever thing, but no, it's, the Jaguars are taking on purpose. Like yeah. they still, they like last week's game literally showed that they they started Mike Glennon instead of Jake Glenn. 
Yeah. Let the, let the man get the reps. Let him play. Yeah. Give a shit. Uh, so, all right. <laughs> Next up, we got the LA Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I'm going to go with the Chiefs, even though they're sitting like everybody. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, man, but... Since they don't care, they're not really trying. Uh, I'll give it to the Chargers just just because they're not like the Chiefs aren't trying. Is this a sympathy? Right. Is this a sympathy pick? Yes. Or an empathy pick, rather. You just know it's gonna. Okay. I'm I, I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say that Kansas City is still gonna win this game, even if they do sit everybody. Just because I think that they could probably. I mean, they could run all day on that defense. So, who is their backup quarterback? I I, have no I clue. honestly do not know. Chad Henney. Wow. wow. Chad Henney. Wow. I ain't heard that name in a hot minute. He was your starting quarterback for years. I know. That's what I'm saying. I ain't heard that name in a hot minute. <laughs> wow. Like he's still Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> Here's how this game goes. Um, all the starters play quarter one. And to get, get a big lead, uh, and then they sit, and the second and third string come out and just kind of coast, do a bunch of handoffs, get chunk yards, and then just run the clock down. Pretty much, yep. So Le'Veon Bell may have a two hundred yard game after one hundred and four carries. It's very possible. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, next up, we got New Orleans at Carolina. Is there any reason the Saints don't win this game? If they don't start everybody. Didn't they lose to Carolina last time, though? No, uh, I, got wrong. I got that wrong. They lost to the, the Eagles, and that's why I was like, man. Yeah, they lost to the Eagles. They Oh, they barely beat the Panthers. They won 27-24 early in the year. Yeah. But they didn't have Mike Thomas at that point. Even though he's not being spectacular, I mean, that's still a weapon. Yeah. But, uh... I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Saints. I yeah, mean, even if they're playing everybody, they they'll still win. Yeah, Saints. All right. Next up, we got Tennessee at Houston. Tennessee, Tennessee. Oh man, Deshaun Watson's so close to 4,500 yards. Um, but Tennessee. Yeah, they have two later starters in this one. Yeah, Tennessee wins. They're in, and Indianapolis. The only chance they have to at least make the playoffs is if. Miami, Baltimore, and Cleveland all lose. So we'll see what happens there. Or is right. it, or, or is the situation of if Indy, because if Indy wins and Tennessee loses and Indy's in, but does correct. that mean? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, this might be do or die. Tennessee would have to win this game. Winning, you're in. You know. So we we'll certainly see what happens. All right. Next up, we got Las Vegas at Denver. Uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Raiders as well. Yeah, I'm going with the Raiders as well. All right. Next up, we got Arizona at the Rams. Um, it's hard because the Rams lost Cooper Cup and Jared Goff. Um, yeah. but Kyler Murray still Kyler Murray. Uh, <laughs> if, well, well, well. If Arizona wins. There, if 
they're if, in. Yeah. Yeah. If they, if they win, they're in. Provided Chicago loses, and if we're since we're predicting Chicago is going to lose to Green Bay, if Arizona beats LA, then they could sneak in there and get that seventh seed. But it's not really sneaking in when the Rams' starting quarterback is injured, and their second, uh, he might be their number one receiver, are out. Um, yeah, but see. the Rams still got a good defense on them. Yes, but their quarterback is John Wolford or Blake Bortles. Mm. <laughs> Blake Bortles. Jesus. I'm probably going to get burned, but I'm going to go with the Cardinals. <laughs> I'm going with the Cardinals, too. Stop picking the Cardinals. You're going to make them lose. <laughs> I'm a- I'm not, I'm not. What's going to happen is that we're going to we're going we're going to start off next week's show and Chips is like motherfucking Colin Murray. I'm like Jesus Christ. You know what's so funny is that Blake Bortles just got signed by the Rams today. He was on the Broncos practice squad. Oh wow! Yep. That's like wow. After being a starter in uh, Jacksonville for how many years? Like uh, nine years, something like that. Maybe it's too long. Five, six years, maybe. Oh, let's see. That's a quick Google search. <laughs> now I'm looking at who this uh, their backup guy is. Okay. Sean oh, McVay is blowing smoke up his ass. He's saying that this Wolford guy, he's... Here's this quote. He's got some Doug Flutie type stuff to him. Shut up. All right, then. Shut up. Yeah. All right, so it, he he played for the Jacksonville Jaguars from 2014 to 2018, so five years, okay. um, and then he was part of the LA Rams in 2019, and then he was with the Denver Broncos for a cup of coffee, and then he went back to the Rams. All right. So this this John Wolford played for Wake Forest. Um, he played all four seasons, passed for 8,794 yards, 59 touchdowns, the second most in school history. He also rushed for 19, 19 touchdowns um, while winning the Belk Bowl MVP as a senior in 2017. The Jets wanted to sign him. He played for the Jets for 10 days. <laughs> well, there you go. He went and played for the AAF for the Arizona Hotshots. Uh, threw for 1,600 yards and four t- in a league-high 14 touchdowns with 70 receptions. Wow, really? Hey, that's, <laughs> wow. A, that's a 2-to-1 ratio. Just saying, that's a 2-to-1 ratio. He played only eight games. I, mean, he was, I guess he was doing good. Uh yeah, that's who, the, that's who this John Wolford guy is for everybody who wasn't asking. Who right. <laughs> <We> wasn't asking. <laughs> All right, next game. Next game up, we got the Seattle Seahawks at the San Francisco 49ers. And Seattle. I'm going to say Seahawks. I got the Seahawks too. Don't they have to win this game? No, they're, no they've already clinched. They're, they've already clinched the NFC uh, West. So That's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's just where they're going to be seated between two and three, really. Yeah. Now, I think they're sitting pretty at three, I think, because I think the Saints have a better record. Saints and Packers definitely have a better record than them. They do. And obviously, they have a better record than fucking Washington or Dallas or New York or whoever enters in that last part. But 
don't know. All right. And our final game of the week. The Ooh. Sunday night game. This is a hard burner. Football team at the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a barn burner. Yay. Um, who's Washington's starting quarterback? I, I, <laughs> I, um, I'm going to assume Alex Smith. I'm going to assume. I'm going to assume Alex Smith too. He's questionable, so it'll be Taylor Heinke, Hanky, whatever his name is. Heinke. I don't even yeah. know who that is. I, I got the Eagles. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But their offensive line is trash, and they're going against Chase Young and Ryan Kerrigan. Yeah, but we don't know who the <laughs> quarterback's going to be. I maybe mean, you know, maybe okay, but can they score? Maybe okay, Jalen Hurts can find Deshaun uh, Jackson more than one time in this fucking game. Here's the thing: the Washington football team beat the Eagles Week One with Dwayne Haskins as their starter. We don't know who the starter is going to be. It is okay. It's still better than the Eagles. All right, so you got Washington. Yes. So you have Washington making the playoffs. Yes. And I think Philadelphia is going to win, which would defeat Washington, which would, because I said that Dallas would beat the Giants. Giants would be in there. Okay, so you, so, okay, so you, so you sir... Roger Sierra have openly admitted here on Movement Fucking Radio that the New York Giants, who's now currently sit at five and ten, who will be six and ten, will make the playoffs and get a home playoff game against possibly the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the LA Rams or who probably chances are probably gonna be Tampa Bay because they're sitting at the fifth seed right now. I'm saying that the Eagles are not beating Washington, and the Giants are going to beat the Cowboys. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Chip, what say you, Bubba? You said Philly, right? I said Philly. Okay, cool. So, there you A go. 7-19 seven, seven and 19 is making it there. And they're going to be the Washington football team. A 7-19. and 19. Okay. <laughs> All right. so you know, I, 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 okay, well, we will certainly we will certainly see. This has been an insane season, probably unlike any season that we have ever experienced. You know, obviously the COVID nineteen situation has been a big, big factor in a lot of what's going on. Um, teams that we thought were going to be great were great. Teams that we didn't think were going to be great obviously weren't great. Then we had a lot of surprise teams who, that came out of nowhere. We had a couple of crazy wild finishes, really interesting upsets. And what is – okay, let's just say this before we get to week – I know, baby. <laughs> What's your biggest takeaway from the 2020 season of the NFL? Uh, to be like the Miami Dolphins and trust the process. I like that. <laughs> um, also, I mean, the NFC East. We already know how bad they are. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know it's a loaded question. I apologize for springing it on you, but. <laughs> um, no, like the biggest surprises really have been uh, the Bills. Uh, just the addition of Stephon Diggs changed that whole offensive dynamic. 
so much um, and how defenses are getting better at reading dynamic quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes because um, <laughs> Lamar Jackson's pretty much disappeared like it I mean, he's not playing horribly but he's definitely not having an amazing MVP level season right Chip what say you Bubba I mean, yeah, really, uh, like Roger said, be like the Dolphins and trust the process. Um, Unless you have Bill O'Brien as your GM. That's what I was fixing to ask next. What was the best decision (laughs) that was made this year? (laughs) Bill O'Brien being let go? (laughs) I mean... Or Matt Patricia being let go? I I was going to say yes and no with the Bill O'Brien thing. Um, As a coach, he wasn't terrible. As a GM, he was terrible um i mean but, the best decision for the season has, was alex smith starting for washington yeah yeah is he your pick for comeback player of the year definitely i, I want to say yes but you know it's going to go to big ben oh yeah yeah chances are probably i don't know man i mean i would i would oh. take the risk and put alex smith right there all right so because week 17 has not played out yet, and chances are a lot of the big starters are not going to play, let's just throw it out there right now. Who is your MVP of the 2020 season? My MVP for the 2020 season um, is going to be Derrick Henry. Okay. Chip, what say you? You're not even gonna let that man oh, elaborate. I, I, I was gonna say you I didn't the to say, and you're like, oh, just I thought, me. no, you didn't elaborate. You you just stopped talking. So I was like, uh, I'll let you guys, process, <laughs> you guys process it for a second. No, um, okay, I'm so sorry. Is the thing we, me and Chip, said it all season long. When Derrick Henry does not get to run, the Titans do not exist. He literally proves that he is the main asset for that team. The team is literally built around him. Um, He's one of the few teams that, instead of being centered around a quarterback, is centered around a running back. Um, his season uh, this year alone has been phenomenal. Um, let me see how many yards he is away from those records real quick. Um, he's at 1,777 yards, so he needs 223 more yards. And uh, I think touchdowns. if he plays against Houston, he'll have that. Yeah, right. he's <laughs> Five touchdowns may not be it there, but yeah. Um, but no, he's like that's amazing for a running back. Um, other than that, my runner up has to be Josh Allen. Um, just the way he keeps that, that I mean, Stefan Diggs was a big weapon that he needed, and he proved that when he gets another huge weapon beside him, what he can actually do. Um, he has 34 touchdowns. Uh, 4,320 4, yards passing right now. Um, he's very mobile. He can keep the play going alive. Um, his energy alone, you can tell, like, he is that team's leader. Like, he has everybody's respect. And, like, when he doesn't play good, they don't win either. It's just one of those, like, those are the guys that I can see literally being my one and two for the MVP and Russell Wilson at number three. All right. Chip, what say you, Bo? I'm I'm right there with Roger. Uh, I've got uh, Josh Allen, I think, is the MVP uh, with Derrick Henry as the runner-up. 
for all the same reasons that that Roger said. Uh, without Josh Allen, um, the Bills are not the Bills. Uh, I mean, they have a pretty good defense, but I mean, you put anybody else that's on that team right now at quarterback, and I mean, they're not as prolific, prolificent as they are right now. Right. Uh, and then with Derrick Henry, I mean, it clearly we've seen throughout the season, uh, if you can stop Derrick Henry from running, Ryan Tannehill cannot pass. Right. Uh, so Ryan Tannehill's passing game is uh, precedent upon Derrick Henry running. I mean, Derrick Henry literally has to run three of the four downs uh, at least, you know, twice on a drive before um, Tannehill passes. Right. For you me, know, they got to up the running game before they can have anybody halfway open for Tannehill to pass to. Right. For me, and I agree with you guys, absolutely. I think that what I think should happen, what probably will happen are two completely different things. What I think should happen is I think Josh Allen is going to be the, should be the MVP. Um, and I would have Derrick Henry actually as offensive player of the year for me. Um, but I don't think that the people are going to – do the writers vote for MVP? Do the players vote? Do the GMs vote? Um, I think it's GMs and writers, and I think um, – I don't believe the players get a vote in this one. No, because, again, I agree with both of you in terms of I think Josh Allen deserves it. Will he get it? I don't yeah. think he will. Even though I think he should, he won't. Josh Allen deserves it. Patrick Mahomes will get it. I don't think Pat Mahomes gets it. I think it's Aaron Rodgers. I think think they're going to give it to Aaron Rodgers. I do. I think they're going to give it to Aaron Rodgers because because I feel like if I can make the case for Aaron Rodgers, he's doing more with less. Because look at all the weapons that Pat Mahomes has. You take, again, like what we talked about several weeks ago, you take Pat Mahomes away from that offense and you put in – any quarterback, or at least a quarterback that is a top ten quarterback, you'll get similar results. I can I can't say the same thing about that with. I mean, I guess you could say the same thing about that with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay because you have Devontae Adams. So yeah, I mean that. I mean that that's a great weapon. But gone are the days when he had guys like Jordy Nelson and Greg Jennings and players like that. Uh, but I think that even though. I think Josh Allen should get it. It'll probably end up going to Aaron Rodgers. So for me, my MVP is Derrick Henry, but my offensive player of the year will probably be um, Josh Allen in that regard. Um, And I was weird to pick a guy for one and not the other. Um, But just like... I think think the offensive player of the year kind of goes to either a wide receiver or a running back most of the time. It does, but with me, like the way I see it, like without Derrick Henry in that position, that that team does not exist, like literally at all. Um, but Josh Allen, just how he can keep a play going for his team, whether if Stephon Diggs is playing or not, he can still keep it really like active and going. He's not gonna be spectacular, but at least he's gonna grind it out a win possibly, or at least get within like a close game. Um, 
but the reason why, like I said, I give Derrick Henry the MVP is because that the Titans do not exist if it's not for him. Right. Um, but my defensive player of the year is going to be TJ Watt, obviously. Like, there's no argument in that one. Um, Again, who I want <laughs> to win it and who will probably win it are two completely different. <laughs> I, mean, I, would, I, dude, I, dude, I would love, I would love for X to win it, but. God, TJ just TJ Watch has been playing out of his fucking mind, dude. Like, chances are that they always go for the more brutal, you know, defensive player than they do. Um, God, I don't know. Stephon Gilmore won it last year, and he's the he's the corner. So, the like, corners do win a lot. Like, they have to have like, but it's hard to compete with a guy who has that many sacks and tackles for losses. Though, yeah, it really is. So, I mean. Would I like to see X win it? Absolutely, but TJ Watt's probably going to end up winning the Defensive Player of the Year. But you know uh, what? If I think it'll be a travesty if he doesn't. Okay, so okay, so because you, you just said it, so if anybody other than okay, because you said that okay, if anybody in the top three won it, would you be upset or would it be like, eh, you know? Maybe next year or like nah, TJ definitely deserves it because it was a it was an outlier season. He definitely deserved it for at least this season. You know. Do you, do you see anybody like? How do you pick somebody else? Like, yeah, I think if anybody other than TJ Watt wins it right now, uh, the voting and everything is bogus, one hundred percent. I yeah. mean, he has more sacks, more tackles for loss, uh, than anybody. Uh, literally, he is. I mean, right now, the glue that holds that defense together, right? But I mean, but on the flip side of that, you know, X has the most interceptions and he has the most, uh, uh, you know, uh, knockdowns in the terms of, uh, you know, passing to de- passing deflections at 23, you know, so I mean. Is it like okay? Is is it the better guy who sacks the quarterback or the better guy who stops the quarterback from making plays? You know, no, he like, has nineteen pass deflections. Yeah, he's not leading in that category. He's leading just re- uh, interceptions. Okay, I thought he had twenty three. Okay, my fault. I'm sorry. He got nineteen. Okay. Either way, though, I mean uh, that's still pretty. Got that's pretty good. You know. What was that, Chip? I say uh, Xavier Howard only has thirty six solo tackles. So I mean that's not even great. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, if we're if we're just going by cornerbacks, um, Carlton Davis from Tampa Bay has 52 solo tackles. I would put him over Xavier Howard. Just just, just, just based off tackles. Look, if you're a cornerback, isn't known for their tackles. They're known for their interceptions and their pass deflections. Exactly. So you put somebody up there. I mean, he has 18 pass deflections. Uh, and I mean, four interceptions with 52 solo tackles. That means people aren't really getting past him. I mean, the ball's getting to him a lot in that area, I guess. In my opinion, if he has to tackle that much. Right. I mean, that's probably a, a situation of him being a safety coming over the, or a corner going over. Most play, players going over the middle on him, pretty much. And he also has uh, four tackles for loss. Oh, so he has a good safety, uh, a good corner splits. Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't diminish what X has done. I mean, no, you know, no. that's not diminishing him. I'm just saying that, you know, uh, 
I know you're you're rooting for him because he's a Miami guy. I am. Uh, I am. And like I, what I said, who I want I to win and who will win are two different things. Here's the thing. I think if the if that if Xavier Howard or let's just say if there was a cornerback with those exact same numbers on a different team, you wouldn't be rooting for them. Yeah, you would you would be correct. You would be correct. I, so, I, but 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 also hang on a second. If JJ Watt was putting up PJ Watt numbers, you would you would you would you would be pushing for JJ. I mean, if oh. he was putting up if he was putting up the numbers that TJ is, then yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, but he's not. He's not. <laughs> I mean, I I can't. I, I love JJ Watt, but I mean, hell, he's not even what. It's not even the top hundred right now. I don't think. Nah, he's he's slowing. Down. I'm not saying no. He's not slowing down. He's just his team is his team don't hard. give a fuck is what it is. It's it's hard for him to do keep doing this consistently without the support that he needs. Right. Just out of curiosity, who's coach of the year? Uh, coach of the year um, has to go to the Bills coach, Sean McDermott. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, either him or um, uh, what's his face, the Titans coach. Oh, I can't remember his Mike name. Mike Vrabel. Yes, yeah, sweater vest. Sweater vest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. JJ Watt only has five sacks this season. So, oh well. Oof, that's a struggle. Yeah, it is. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um. So hold on. Um. Uh, I was trying to think. Uh, who you got for rookie of the year? I mean, Ooh. Justin Hu- Justin Hubert's made a pretty strong case. Yes, but I I would also say that Clyde Edwards Alaire is probably better. Yeah. Uh, just just my opinion. What about that kid Claypool? He disappeared recently, though. CJ Lamb. He's playing on the, Jefferson. I mean, Jefferson out of Minnesota. No, for me it has. For me, it's Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Um, Justin Herbert is the second. Um, I mean, one's a running back, one's a quarterback. Quarterbacks will always get the shine. Yep. Um, but uh, last year for me, it was Josh Jacobs because. He was phenomenal. He played even injured. He was still out doing some people. This year, Clyde Edwards Hilaire literally took the lead role for Super Bowl team and literally took it in stride like nothing was different. Like he he's like, oh, I've been here before. <laughs> yep. Right. right. And I mean, they used him pretty well. Um, and both the just the running game in general, he he's very phenomenal. He's very explosive. He can make plays easily. And then when he needs to catch the ball. He's dependable on that. I mean, yeah, he's a rookie, so he has flubs here and there. But I'm telling you, next season's gonna be different. Like, he'll be like his improvement will be so massive. Like you'll be like, yeah, he's definitely in a like he's a top ten running back right now as a rookie. Right. Oh yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> like, but Justin Herbert is he a top ten quarterback as a rookie? No. No. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my case for rookie of the year is. Clyde Edwards just like Chip. So who you have? Uh, you said uh, Justin Herbert. It would right either now. be it would either be Justin Herbert or Clyde for me. 
uh, defensive rookie of the year, who do y'all have? Chase Young. Chase Young. Chase Young. Yeah. 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 I think we're all agreeing it's there, Chase Young. Yeah. Uh, he I, he brought a different he I was gonna say he brought a different different atmosphere to that defense. Um like they were literally having to double team him a lot. Because if he was ever solo, he was getting to your quarterback or he was tackling in the backfield. Right. Um, hey, so here's good. something here's something that's crazy. Um Joe Burrow got injured in what week? Week three? Week four? Three or four, maybe five. Okay. So tell me how he is still in the top twenty of um <laughs> the hell is that noise I don't hear anything what noise that talking yeah that's somebody's TV I don't know who it is a video I don't hear anything it has to be talents then if he doesn't hear it (laughs) (laughs) but I I hear I hear somebody talking like yeah yeah okay um Joe Burrow's played 10 games yeah and he's got. Okay, that one's not me, because I can hear it coming through the laptop. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at uh, Joe Burrow statistics. Tell me how you the shit on me. <laughs> but Wait, go ahead. <laughs> you, were looking at, you were looking at Joe Burrow statistics. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's got almost three thousand yards and only played ten games. Yeah, he's actually ahead of Lamar Jackson, Carson Wentz, uh, Drew Locke, Nick Mullins, Cam Newton, Ryan Fitzpatrick, <laughs> Andy Dawn, uh, Gardner Minshew, Gardner, but Gardner Arnold. Games. I'm looking at like guys that played around the same amount of games. Oh yeah, um, Jalen Hurts. Well, I technically didn't play 15. I mean, he did, but he didn't start well. But yeah, I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a case that could be made that he could still become rookie of the year and didn't even play an entire season. I, I mean, Justin Herbert's 14 games and has 4,000 yards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but oh. where would Joe Burrow be sitting if he played... I mean, I, I asked this question. I said this earlier on a stat, and I got, you know, ranted on because we put a butt in that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Nah, uh, but no, um, yeah, Joe, Joe Burrow was like, he was phenomenal. Like, if he would have played the full season, I might have given him rookie of the year. Um, but Clyde Edwards is just doing so good. <laughs> Yeah, I would say that. So, uh, Chip never got a chance to answer this question, so I'm going to revert back to it. Um, who would you have as coach of the year, Chip? Oh, I, I said Sean McDermott. Oh, Sean yeah. McDermott. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I mean, um, can we can we can we say that maybe I don't know. Sean McDermott would be a good pick right now. Um, yeah, and then I laughed at uh, Roger Colin. Um, Mike Vrabel, uh, sweater vest. Sweater vest. Well, can I ask? Oh, Porn stash. Well, well, can I ask this question? And it's going to sound like a Homer question because it is a Homer question. 
would cool. Brian Flores not be considered be in consideration for coach of the year based on how he turned the Miami Dolphins around this season? I mean, he's in consideration, but I mean, but because the Bills, I mean, the Bills have been in postseason contention before with Sean yeah, McDermott. But but the way they're playing now, though, they're it's like yes, they were in playoffs last here recently, but to be this dominant, though. I mean, Stephon Diggs is a leading uh, reception guy now. Yeah. Yep. He just yeah. passed Travis Kelsey and Devontae, uh, DeAndre Hawkins and Devontae Adams. That's yeah. ridiculous. But what I'm saying is that Miami was literally a bottom-of-the-barrel team that no one gave a shit about at the start of this season, and now they could make the playoffs, and they turned them around. It took a season or two, but they, they turned them around. Just saying. All right. There's a, so I mean, there's a case to be made is all I'm saying. Okay, here are the top coach of the year um, candidates. Candidates, yes. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> Ron Riviera, Washington football. Really? What? Yes. Uh, Kevin Stefanski, Cleveland Browns. Uh, Brian Flores, Miami Dolphins. Uh why are you not telling me? The coach for the Green Bay Packers, the uh, coach for the Kansas City Chiefs, coach for the Steelers, coach for the Saints, and coach for the Giants. In that order. The Giants? Yeah. This is as of uh, a week ago. Wow. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's... Uh, I'm still gonna go with my my Buffalo pick. <laughs> yeah, the Ron Rivera thing doesn't make any sense to me. Um, the, I guess the, the okay. does kind of make a little bit more sense because Cleveland is a ten win team now. Um, yeah, yeah. So here's the thing: um, Miami may be winning a lot, but they're still in the bottom ten for offense overall offense. Um, they're still like they're in the bottom fifteen for defense overall. Um, like Buffalo's in the top ten for both offense and defense. Right. That's why, like I said, I have him for coaching year because I mean, like they're the way they're playing now. It's just like they're number four in offense right now. Um, just barely behind Green Bay. Um. And Arizona, the Chiefs really just are 400 yards, 400 yards over everybody. That's ridiculous. Right. It's crazy. Well, okay. Um, so. Do we, we miss anything? Kicker of the year? Who, who would want to go there? Oh, uh, Justin Tucker. Oh, bullshit. Young Hoku. Yeah, it was a young Hoku. Justin Tucker? Dude, Justin Tucker's a bad motherfucker. What are you talking about? He had the most <laughs> votes of any kicker in the past 20 years for the Pro Bowl. Okay, but Young Koku has probably been the best kicker this season. Last couple of seasons, and he's only played this season. All right, I'll go with y'all then. <laughs> you don't have to. I mean, you don't. I mean, you don't have to. I mean, best kicker is not a hill I'm prepared to die on. I'm just saying. Well, hold on. Let's see who's in the running. He's 35 for 37. Uh, Jason Sanders is 34 for 37. 
Uh, where is Justin Tucker? Is twenty five for twenty eight? That man didn't even break thirty. Get out of here. <laughs> You can tell how much I don't pay attention to kickers. I just threw a kicker's name out there, and you guys went ballistic about it. I'm so surprised that Daniel Carlson, after being so trash for many seasons, is the third best kicker right now. It it it, it, it is what it is. It happens. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Um. So yeah. Let's see. MVP, offensive, defensive player of the year, rookie of the year, rookie defensive, offensive, offensive. Uh, comeback of the year. We've already said that. Um. Coach of the year. I think that's it for right now. I feel um, like we're missing one though still. Uh so that wow. means that they go ahead, Chip. What? This list that I just pulled up, they've got Justin Tucker at one, Will Lutz at two, Harrison Butker at three, uh Greg Zerlane at four, and Young Hoku at five? You say Hurt? Butker, no, Butker, motherfucker. He said butt hurt. I heard what he. I heard what he said. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure you did. Um, yeah. Let's see. Here we I, go. I, I don't know. That's. I don't know either. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, that's it. <laughs> Seal the deal. Um, I feel like we're still one that we're missing. Inspirational player of the year, the, the, the Walter Walter Payton man of the year. I don't know what they do off the field though. So yeah, were they even able to do anything off the field this year? Really? I mean, with COVID being what it was, probably not. Uh, let's see. Probably JJ. Uh, no. no I'm just throwing a name out there because I really don't know. <laughs> I mean, he okay. won Walter Payton man of the year before, but play of the year. I mean, let's make our own. Play of the year? Yeah. Ooh. I'd have to go back and watch. Yeah, I'd have to go back and watch. Uh, let's save that for the Super Let's play let's say let's save that for the Super Bowl wrap up show because then I'm surprised you guys didn't say Denard Hopkins snatch up in the air. That was a good play, but hold on, timeout. Did you just say Denard Hopkins? I did. I just realized that. DeAndre. Sorry. Bro. You shall be smited. <laughs> uh, you should be smited. The, uh, either that or that hundred yard run by Derrick Henry, which is every year. <laughs> I don't know. I think the funniest play that I seen was when Derrick Henry was, uh, it was they were playing. I can't remember who they playing. They were playing against, and fucking he just pushed Josh Gordon out of the fucking end zone. Just <laughs> fucking just jumped his ass, dude. I was laughing my Norman, huh? You mean Josh Norman? Josh Norman. What did I say? Josh Gordon? I meant Josh Norman. Yeah. Poor Josh Norman. <laughs> Kid can't catch a break. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Uh, week 17 predictions are in the books. We will see what happens this upcoming Sunday with all the insanity that's going on. This has been a crazy 2020. And um, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, you know, cross my fingers for a Miami playoff berth. Just hope that happens. Um, that being said, though, thank you guys for tuning in to Are You Ready for Some Football? You guys want to uh, shout anybody out? Do you guys want to uh, bring up anything before we get head out of here tonight? Um, okay. So, <laughs> I'm kidding. I was trying to think about something, but no. 
No. I mean, hope everyone's having a good time. You know, the year's almost over, thankfully. Almost. Chip, you got anything, Bubba? Uh, no, nothing special this week. All right, sounds good. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for tuning in to Are You Ready for Some Football? We will see you guys for the very first show of the new year on January 4th. We're going to be dropping the on no what are we doing january 4th <laughs> see this is why i need to keep the calendar up on the laptop now i do sincerely apologize ladies and gentlemen i'm prof- you have to understand, you have to remember this is movement radio we are professionally unprepared of montana yes the montana yes in a brand new year uh and also next week we will be right back for the wild card edition of are you ready for some football and uh should be pretty interesting so I'm exhausted. I got to get in bed soon. I need to make sure that I can get to work so I can, you know, get this holiday pay. That being said, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week on another edition of Are You Ready for Some Football? Chip, let's hit him with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. I'm Roger Sierra. And this is Movement Radio. We out. Hey, everybody. This is Talon Williams from Movement Radio, and I want to talk about a very special offer that my buddy Sean Thompson has given away for you guys with Thompson Personal Training. Now, I've been working with Sean for the past couple of weeks, been working out, been working on cardio, working on cardiovascular stuff, boxing, in-ring stuff, and dude is the truth. He is going to give you guys the best possible workout you can possibly ask for. And if you guys want to take advantage of this deal, check him out on Facebook. He is giving away one month. All you got to do is sign up for three months and you get the fourth month absolutely free. So check him out on Facebook, Sean Thompson, or go to Thompson's Personal Training on Facebook and see what it's all about. Now, back to the show. This is Moomit Radio.